And welcome to another week of the Boyd Speedway Podcast. Live in studio, we've got special guests tonight, and we have got a night full of action and racing. Larry Dismukes could not make the show tonight, so he DNF'd. Did he DNF? Oh, way to use out the correct terminology. There you go. That's I cool. Like that. I pulled that right out of my hat. So Larry will not be with us tonight, but his uh, fill-in, Britt, as you know, no stranger to the race world is Britt Self. She's filling in for Larry. And we have Delbert and Karen Haynes. And we got Nathan Cooper in, and now we're going to get into a lot of history. You've been racing for a long time, Delbert, and we're going to get into a little bit of background on that. And Nathan, you're a newcomer to it. And so we're going to get into a lot of discussion on this. If you've got questions or comments, you can uh, log in. You can send us the questions. We've got uh, Brits monitoring the Boyd's page. Okay. So you're on Boyd's, and um, so if you need to share whatever you need to do, share ours or however you do. Do what you do, Britt. Got it. And then, um, let's see, I'm trying to get all this set up right. So give me one second to get this going. There. All right, let's get underway with it. Um, pull this up. Now we're ready. Gotcha. All right, so we're going to start with Delbert real quick. Delbert, how, tell us how long how long have you been racing? I've uh, been racing 38 years. I started in 1983 at 24 years old. I was one of the youngest guys racing, and now when I go, I'm always the oldest at 62. <laughs> so you're but, 62 and still going. Still. Yes. You yes. still don't even look 62. Well, thank you. Do I look older or younger? Wait a minute for him. Thank you. Three yeah. questions. I was going to be 45. Come yeah. on, right. Yeah, I was going to say younger. Uh, I didn't even think about going older, but I could have been through this. I appreciate that. Uh, well, let's, good attitude. Let's throw a damper on it. You started racing the year I was born. Wow. There you go, yeah. Hey, let's throw a damper on it. We weren't born yet, so high on you. <laughs> Not making you feel old by any stretch. Uh, so so you've, been, you've been racing for a long time. You've seen a lot over the years. Where, what track did you start at? North Georgia Speedway. Now, where is that actually located? On 225 in Chatsworth. Okay. That was my first race that I participated in. And I think it was 72 or 73, I went to Cleveland for my Mm -hmm. first ever dirt race to watch. And Leon Brenda won, and I've been a fan of his and dirt racing ever since. Wow. Now, that... So you you I mean that's kind of like us. We this was my first year, even though I don't I don't live that far away from the track. This is the actual first race the that I've got to to go to, and that was my first race right there. And and kudos to uh, Shotright and uh, Jr. He'll be here momentarily uh, for providing that. That was the first race I was at. So that's kind of cool to have that on the wall. Um, and and I was once once we done we went up there to a, a meeting with Larry. The week when it the week before cabin fever, yes, and they were practicing, and I was like, man, this is really cool. And then when you go to the actual race and get to experience that, it was like you're hooked. Yeah. Uh, Nathan, how long 
How long have you been around the sport before you decided you wanted to drive? My dad used to race uh, when I was younger. Okay. Uh, he raced speed hobby. Yeah. And I think I was maybe eight years old. Oh wow! And then um, and then he switched to to dirt trucks. And then I said I never had you know the money really to race, and I just always just watched it. I've been here 21 years, and I've never been to Boyd Speedway. Then this year was the first year I've been to Boyd Speedway. Well, so that's kind of like me then, but you've been around it, but not at Boyd's. Uh, and you've probably been around a lot longer than I have. Now, you, dirt trucks. Now, have you raced any of the dirt trucks yet? I've never drive a dirt truck or a front-wheel drive. That's the only two classes I haven't raced. Do you have any desire to do so? Uh, if someone... Are those on the bucket list? Yeah, they'd be on the bucket list. <laughs> okay, that's, yeah. that's good. Now, yeah. So he drove the dirt trucks? He drove, yes. Now I asked Larry about this, if, if there was a way of getting uh, a truck series, like the dirt, the, the trucks on the dirt track, and he said, that's something we'll have to look into. So yeah. that probably means no, Brent. What's his term? What, what, how do you interpret that's something we'll have to look into? Is that a maybe? Oh, that is a we will plan for it in the future kind of thing. Okay. Uh, so this season, it being our first season owning it, we are taking everything and learning as we're going and improving each race. And so as we start planning for next season, it's it's what's popular. So what people most mm -hmm. ask for, we'll try to incorporate in the schedule if there's a series like that. So just like this past weekend, so far we haven't run Open Wheel Modified, but our man series came out, brought it here, and now they're talking about bringing it back for another race and Kenny coming out for that as well. And I can't tell you the rest of the surprise, but so it just has to be a, a big demand from the crowd and the series to be able to come to it. So I would definitely say not no. It is a for sure we'll look into it. So you might not see it this season, but it's something we'll probably try to incorporate if there's enough, a big enough need there. Well, and that's something me and Larry was kind of talking about is, is it, let's say you do add that. Okay. Where are you going to put them at? I mean, you, you can't do it every week, can you, because of your time frame. If you start at 6.30 and you got to be out by 11.30, well, that's then you're going if, to have to start earlier that's than that. if you calculate it on a Friday night. Okay. So there are certain events we do have on Saturdays. We are a Friday racetrack, but there are certain events like the motocross series. All six are going to be on Saturday. So maybe we push one or two or three races to a Saturday and that way we can start at 4 o'clock in the afternoon and Ooh. get everybody going and That's add some idea. of those other you know, classes that are more interesting. Plus, it's not a work day. Everybody can come hang out and yeah. kind of have fun, and we don't run into the noise violation, which now is not 1130, it's 1230 a.m. So yeah. cool. I think if we start at 4-ish on a Saturday – that's a really great thing to do. We can add special series that will travel there on the weekends. Okay, so that that's kind of what you got, baby. Uh, <laughs> put in a request. First time he's ever raised his hand. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I got onto him earlier. So oh, did you? Got yeah. the first time. You I got mean, your hands fake? No, I told no, him, no, please no. and she thank you. Lunch, or I had to, <laughs> she bought my lunch. I had to had that on her wishes, mm -hmm. but it's not the first time. We did Zoom, and I would raise my hand, and you'd get onto him. Yeah. But, um, put on the docket. Okay. Motorcycle dirt track. Oh, so most, can we on that track? 
Motorcycles do flat tracks. That's what I was about to say. But because ours is on the incline, they'd only do dirt. But like, Larry did say bikes. about the infield. Well, I don't like that. Yeah. Well, he did say he could do that on the infield. He could make it flat. It sure would be a short yeah, track. You, though. We brought the, yes, that would be you a You could huge do track. it's it's called flat track motorcycles. Yeah. I would we, love to see my street club get out there and do it. I would love for you to come out there and fix it so we can no, do that. So I whenever you find the time, give him your a schedule, shovel and a rake. Yeah. And he will be fine for I'll hire someone to do it. Yeah, well, right, right now, between now and the end of October, we've got that six series of motocross coming, so there's going to be mounds of yeah. dirt in the mm -hmm. infield. So you're kind of out of luck right now, unless you're going to try to make it happen in November. Yeah. So, I mean, but there's there's definitely stuff to plan for in, yeah. in the future. All right. We're planning constantly. Now, here's we're going we're gonna to throw a twist in, in, into the night, because most people that are watching probably don't know this. I didn't know this. Deborah, who's your crew chief? My beautiful wife. <laughs> that is the most amazing thing. Now, tell me what all what all you do as as crew chief. Whatever right. needs to be done. I mean, you know, I, obviously I have a limited skill set, right. but uh, he told me he says, well, as long as I can teach you, you can't develop any bad habits, <laughs> and you're going to do it exactly as I say. So, and that's pretty much it. I mean. Uh, well, it's working. Is it not? I mean, yes. how, he's he's been very successful with that. Yeah. She's being modest. She actually has CDLs, so she drives the tow rig. Oh wow! So then, when we get there, she always says, "You just mangle. I'll take care of everything." So she puts the transponder on, gets the helmet ready, adjusts the tires, the air pressure, and all. Puts the covers on, make sure I got tear offs on my helmet. She does a lot, oh, wow. and of course, at home, she always helps me. I, it makes me feel important because I got this lady look like Mick Jagger's <laughs> girlfriend sitting here helping me, you know. And so uh, she's she actually does a lot, and she doesn't have any bad habits, as she said. <laughs> yeah, and that to me is is just amazing because you don't hear that a lot. Uh, but I'm sure it's made the relationship so much stronger, being able to do what y'all both enjoy doing it together. And and that's got. Has, I'm not even gonna go there about the any arguments or fussing yeah. or. We don't. See, that's what's really cool because yeah. you would think, did you have you ever got off the track and said you missed that one, you missed that step, or have you ever said you missed that shift or you you didn't? No. Uh, so that's cool. So we have each other on. Yeah. Yeah. Typically, I mean, I guess I'm invested in him, and I don't trust anyone to do the boat check right. but myself. And that that's yeah, kind of cool. His, his his safety is, is paramount. So. Yeah. Um, that's that that is and said to me that is that is one of the one the coolest two, thing about it is that you have that kind of relationship that you 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 race together you work during the week together and then to have the success you have really you you got to bless life yes it goes way back i i'd like to add this i taught her how to drive when she was 14 years old on a big block four-speed Torino. That's what she learned how to drive on it. Wow. She's got a couple of sticks. She got one three on the tree and a six in the floor. Oh, yeah, she. It's kind of funny to watch her. To, you know, she'll be over there all twisted up and <laughs> swapping in gears. It's funny. It's. Yeah. But it's his fault. Yeah, it's now, fault. Do you get to drive? Does he let I, you? I don't want to drive. Okay. I have no desire. I am a technical female by nature that's okay. what i do in my work life yeah. and so the technical aspect of it is more challenging to me i just have no desire to drive now what class are you in right now currently I, I have a hobby car a hobby car okay. and two 602 sportsman cars. all right now here's what i want you to 
for those that for those that don't learn, because I'm I'm still learning a lot of this, you know, uh, as we go. The difference between a hobby car and the sportsman's car. And I know a lot of it has to do with chassis, but break it down just a little bit more than that. What what's the main difference between a hobby class car and your your sportsman? And then because the sportsman and the six hundred four are the same, basically other than the motor, right? That's that's okay. correct. Uh, hobby's the same way. Um, actually, the uh, some of the hobby cars have Camaro clips. It's yeah. old rec like models, and they put a Camaro clip. They're three link, where uh, 602 and 604 is a four link chassis. And the big difference is the weight. Uh, yeah. We weigh 2600 in hobby and 2200 in 602. Now, the hobby car we have, it's 500 horsepower in the 602, of course, it's 350. I was going to say, are you allowed on the hobby class to build as good as yeah, motors you can? you can put big cams, big valves. You, you so know, you, you, can either, you can build whatever you can and then... And they, they actually have two versions in hobby. And the other one is a, a legal, Booger Brooks's legal Savage. Like a Thunder car. Yeah, it could run in hobby. It just adds some weight to it. It's the same rules. Uh, the hobby has a 12-inch spoiler, and the 602s have an 8-inch. That was another big difference. But, okay. um, and the money, oh Lord, them guys are spending 60 grand to run sportsmen. Uh, and the hobby's a little a little cheaper. Yeah. yeah. Though you could run the same car in hobby. I've, I've got one. I've had it 17 years, and it's part of the family. Yeah. We just keep patching it up. And we ran second the other night at North Georgia, and we qualified third and ran second. And we won the last three in a row we ran at Boyd's with right. it. Um, I'm not saying that like it's anything, but it it's a really good old car. I've had yeah. it. Johnny Cluer, uh he built it for me back in 2010. Clipped it. I've actually ran it in limited, steelhead, crate, the same car, but it's just getting old. And well, let me ask you this: if you if if you're running in a different class, do you have to change the weight out in it? Is that what you got to yeah. do? So, yes. do you have weights or a way of taking weight on and off? Yes, it's bolted on. A lot of people will take like a, they'll buddy up with somebody at a tire store and get the lead weights off and meld them down, put them in a valve cover, drill a couple of holes, and that's there's a lot of that. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That is really, really cool. Yeah. So, have you, is that something you've experienced, Nathan, with, with yours? I mean, you're a front wheel drive, right? I've raced one race. I'm learning over here. I'm like, I cannot afford that. Yeah. Now, what, which class are you in? You're front wheel drive. Front wheel drive. Now, we were, t we were talking about doing a front wheel drive car. I don't know if he's. We're in the works. We're, we're in the works of doing that. So, we're kind of going to be right in there. But now, what made you want to, why this year? Why, what was it about this year where you said, I'm going to drive? Well, I've got a cousin of mine who's also learning. He bought a late model. Uh, he's in the beginner class. And he said he wanted everybody to come watch him. Right. So I said, I've been here 21 years, never been to the dirt track ever. Mm -hmm. So my first time and up there in the stands watching him, didn't even go in the pits, just up there in the stands watching him. And then I was like, just, just watching, just getting the rush. I'm like, I've got to do this. I yeah. mean, I want to do this. So I called my buddy up and said, hey, find me a car. He's a, he's a dealer. Yeah. He says, I got the perfect one for you. I found one the other day. It's, it's been hit hard in the driver's side. I'm like, that's perfect. I'm on it. 
That that is cool because we, our, now we had uh, I think we we got on here and did a uh, a show. What was it we did? Did we do a GoFundMe or something yeah, like that? Some GoFundMe kind of crazy thing. Like we were that. doing anything to get a car. Um, and and one of the sponsors stepped up and, and gave us enough to to kind of put us over what the money we was trying to get. And then uh, Double D had his is his mom his, his aunt his grandmother grandmother. He got the grandmother car, you know, the, and, and I told him, I said, I'm sure it's only went to the store and back, you know. Yeah, it didn't have many miles on it yep. at all. It's a Grand Prix. Grand, and a 97 Grand Prix. 97 Grand Prix. Nothing wrong with it. No. The interior was a little beat up, but the body is That's in That's really beat up. Yeah, incredible shape. Yeah. Um, and he was scared to death. He said, if first person hits me, I'm pulling into the infield. I don't want to scratch this car up. Come on, man. <laughs> and if you go back and watch... Derek, you're not here, so I'm going to... He's watching, I'm, I'm sure. I'm going to get on to you. He still had his third brake light. Oh, you're not going there. Oh, I'm going, going, going to go over there. I'm going to. Oh, I'm he's going. going. Oh, I was going to do that one. Yeah. Every 100 yards... I know there's not 100 yards, really, but 100 feet before every turn... Oh, you're getting on him? Brakes. Flagstand. And, and I said, so here's the thing. If you're watching our video, our podcast... And you see the brake lights? That's our driver. Yeah. <laughs> He's the only car in Enduro with the brake lights yep. still on. And Which is basically tails on itself. It's not yeah. good because we're going to get on to it. Because, I mean, you'd see it. He'd go in the straightaways. He would fly until about 100 feet in front of the turn, 100 yards, and he'd hit the brakes. And then you'd see the brake checks behind him all lock up. And well, at least they at least gave him a heads up. Yeah. yeah. Now, do you have – was you on the brakes on every turn? Just to get used to the track, or did you just throttle down and go and let My it? My buddy said, "Just stay in it." Yeah. So I stayed in it. <laughs> yeah. Did you get loose? Also what Zane did you get said. loose on the back end, any or? Oh yeah. About the break. And yeah. don't even touch it. And also, um, I, I I spun under caution. Oh, no, that, <laughs> Double D didn't do that. He he done Double D done good well, as far as he, he, he did. Well, well, the flagman kept telling me he was pointing at me and telling me to, to speed him catch up to the rest of the pack. Yeah. So I hit the gas and caught the rest of the pack. And when I come around to turn four, they're all stopped. And oh, like, yes. And okay, like, now I remember you. Yeah, I'm not crazy. Right. Yeah. I remember you now. Yeah, now I remember. Okay. <laughs> now, now there, how, do you have some just some advice? Because I'm sure your first race, did you stay in the uh, on the brake? Did you hit it any, or was you in the gas from the word go to? I, I don't know how to answer that. I kind of got a different style, but I wanted to say this. It's talking about him being scared. After 38 years, whenever they start singing, oh, say, can we say, they get about to the rocket's red glare. My heart's pumping like this, and I feel like I got a pear puke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I get in the car, and it's like, my belts are too tight, I can't breathe. Yeah. And it does it every time. I, I, I wasn't nervous, though. Yeah. But when... Um, when, when you wasn't running fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> After hot laps, you know, and then my my cousins and stuff came up to him, all my friends and stuff, and I'm just grinning ear to ear. And they're like, what are you so happy about? I said, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. well, that's kind of the way Double D was. He he was kind of, he wasn't nervous and stuff until he had to climb in the car and get, yeah. get buckled in and get ready. And we had our uh, Mevo kind of in the, in the, uh, inside the car with him. And you could actually see just how, how bumpy, mm-hmm. But also how smooth of a line he was driving. Uh, he wasn't in a hurry. Oh, uh, no, he wasn't. But he finished 
First race every finish top ten. He's got his first top ten yeah, finish. Seven, seven uh, out of finished seventh and uh, kept I, the car in good shape because he didn't want to have to repair it. So that part's good. I give him a hard time, but I, he done really, great. Yeah, really we do. We give him a hard time, but we really that was awesome. We've told him because I mean that's the first time he'd ever been in a, on a track. It didn't get to practice, so he came straight from getting his car. Yeah, uh, yeah, he didn't hot lap it either. What was going on with the car? He didn't hot lap or nothing. We're getting the. Um, they don't hot lap in enduro. Enduro, that's right. That's but he didn't get to practice because we're getting the roll cage put in. Yeah. We just put the stickers on. I, we load it up on the trailer. He brings it, and then he's the last race. So all that waiting. And talk about the numbers. That's what it's exactly. Mm-hmm. You think of the same thing, Brett. No, I thought the artwork on the side of the vehicle could not have been done better mm-hmm. by uh, a three-year-old. I'm so glad we went up to the preschool and got them to put the number. Hey, you, look. Here, here's the thing. Oh, it was you, BB. Oh, oh okay. So oh, we're going okay. to throw Below under the bus. He's been trying to get our late our numbers and stickers. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. For four months, the guy won't return his call. So that falls back on Below. So, so what happened to your handwriting? I'm not sure about the handwriting on this. We used tape, masking tape. Uh, here, here's and what. Because you it. can't freehand 83. Here's what happened. What? Double D hey. come to work, and and we drew the 83 double D heels. I like that. So his version, uh-huh. close. It Nobody thought I didn't look at that side. Oh, we can tell. We yeah, can tell. Chandler had it. That wasn't even in the. It's two totally different style <laughs> number. He went block, uh, and the others were curved. Delbert so, Haynes is the legend. Just what the guy up here saying. Can we give him a shout out? Who yeah, it is? there he is. Brett Griffin. No, Brett Griffin. Woo-hoo! If not, yeah. he gives you a shout out. Yeah. Of you are the legend. Yeah. Well, thank, thank you. you. And we're going to get into thank some more you. of that. We're going yeah, to we're going to one of the legends. No? Yeah. <laughs> when, yeah, when we when we go legend. through uh more of your background on it, it's really incredible. What we need to do is once we get done, he needs to text me some of the pictures cuz he's got a whole trophy what what we consider a room with the cars. It's it, I can't even count them there's so many. Man. That's awesome. Yeah. So we can post it up there and see this is why he's a legend. It's not <laughs> Karen's the real reason he's a legend, but the other part is on. How y'all were talking about painting and lettering, that's how I came up with my number. When I started, you had to register your number, so I was looking for a 1, a 7, 11, or a 17, and 11 was open, and I I still have them to this day. They're hanging at my shop. Mm -hmm. I had a, a big one and a bigger one <laughs> and I put the big one on the top and sharpie around it and slide it over and, and then take a foam paintbrush and paint it in that's how and I've done that for about the first half a dozen years I raced I put my own numbers on yeah. and they were perfect too I mean they were just perfect <laughs> carbon copies but that's how I came up with my number 11 that is really cool I would have been one if it had been available <laughs> yeah. so I got one in seven her lucky number is 17 it was coming it was next on the list yeah that, that is that is cool what what's your number Nick? 88 uh what, what's stored behind 88 uh I play poker a lot so they they I got nicknamed as the snowman okay it's not Dale Earnhardt Jr. <laughs> so it's cool. Every, see, everybody's got a story. Yes. And that's what, to me, when I first got, got in over there and, and I started learning some of these people, everybody's got a, a story of why you're in racing or why you like racing or a backstory of why you're where you're at in life. And to me, those are the coolest things about mm-hmm. it was you start learning. And it's kind of how the thing with Sawyer came up is we were learning. Uh, we had him on the show, him and his whole family come out. 
and was on the show and, and his wasn't his neighbor watched the show and he reached out to you and, and, and told you why they were big fans of the Tinkers. Wasn't that it? No. So originally I met Tammy, his next door neighbor, at You can race. show the little sign. We can't see it. The oh, Tinker, the tinker sign. sign. Yeah, yeah. He, he brought. That was one of the things that we always said is bring something with you when you come. Because we're trying to get this room full of race and stuff. You, you check that out. You see that? Yes, sir. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so Tammy uh, said, you know, what do you do here at the track? She had pulled me aside because I was asking something. People sitting right right up front underneath the the flag stand, you know, who are you here to see? And she said Sawyer, and she told me all about Sawyer and, you know, why he has his racing number and who he races for and kind of about him as a person, and that's kind of how we started. And I was like, well, i got to meet this Sawyer guy. He sounds amazing. And I'm thinking she's talking about a grown man, and i got to meet him, and he's a 16-year-old kid, and I was like, there's no way he's that polite and that nice and accomplished all those things because those are things you're taught to kind of do mm-hmm. in maturity as an adult. But he's been taught very well. Chuck and his wife have done a great job with Sawyer, yeah. so he's just a wonderful person. Yeah, and then uh, the whole thing with the swings and stuff come out. And that's my, – my, go, ahead, go ahead and announce Saturday. that. This Saturday. This Saturday, May 1st at Boyd Speedway from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. We need you to bring out you know ropes and Crosby clamps and carabiners so we can make swings for autistic children. We will be giving them to them from 11.30 to 12, and Sawyer will be there with his race car, and he will sign every single uh, swing, and then you'll be able to take pictures with him in his race car and his suit while you're picking them up. So whether you volunteer or not, or that you're a kid and your family picking up one for your autistic child, it can be in the greater Chattanooga area, come out, have fun, and if you are unable physically to be able to participate, we still need people to sit in their lawn chairs and pray over all the workers and pray over every single tire. We need people to wrap tape around the edge of the uh, rope so they don't fray. Um, we need people to guard all the water, make sure you know we, someone doesn't drink it all. So there are, there are things you can do <laughs> to right. come out and fellowship um, because mm-hmm. we definitely want to make sure that we bless our community. So uh, even if you're not physically able to handle a wrench or power tools or do some of the harder things, you know there's nothing more important than praying over each one of those swings that's for right. those kids. So that's a vital part of it. So come on out. Yeah, so awesome. and and that is a really cool. I was I was really uh, excited when we got to do that. To me, I always enjoy uh, anything like that. But we're going to run away to a commercial break real quick. When we come back, we've got some more dirt track action to talk about. Um, we're going to get a little bit more into your background and and your history, and uh, we're going to talk dirt track racing. And we're going to talk Boyd Speedway, and we'll be back right after this. And welcome back to. Uh, the Boyd Speedway podcast, and we're talking dirt track racing, and we have a legend in the house, um, Delbert. I want to I want to talk just a little bit about your career and how many races how many races have have you won and, and how many championships? Because you've got you got quite a bit of a uh, what's that resume? Yeah, um, I've been fortunate enough to be blessed with eighty three features and five championships. I won the first three in a row, 88, 89, and 90, and then I won the last two in a row, 2011 and 2012, and that was 20 years apart. Wow. Yeah. That is, that is too cool. Now, what gets you excited about racing still? Honey, I'm a nut and a lead foot, and that's all it takes right there, and you qualify to be a race driver. When you, when you get to the crowd, there's something about, I don't know, working on that thing all week out in the garage, you know, and... Justin and 
timing and then on Saturday you load it up and you feel like you're a movie star or something, don't you? <laughs> and you, you feel like you're somebody and you load it up and you pull it to the track and you see these little kids and they're not even looking at you. They're just looking <laughs> at the car when they're... Yeah. And, and when you get there and all that noise, oh man, all that noise, all those high performance motors opening up and that racing fuel and them corn dogs, <laughs> I'm telling you, that, that just don't get no better. Now, so I, the, the environment definitely is. I think that's what got us hooked was just yeah. the atmosphere. Yeah. Is, is, and, and Boys was under new management. Most people know that by now, I believe. Right. And so the whole atmosphere is, is different. It's more centered around family now. Mm-hmm. And it's once you experience that, it, it, you're, you're stuck. I mean, you're, you're, you're something you want to be there every single race. And that's kind of where we're at with it. Don't you agree? I agree 100%. Yeah. So, I mean, it, the I'm smell of rice and fuel burning your yeah. nose is, there's nothing like it. Well, it's, Double D's still suffering from that. <laughs> that may be what it is. That may that be what his, it is. That was his oil. That yeah. His brake. His brake. I don't know. That's why it's soft of him. That's what I'm saying. If you go back and watch my footage that I shared on my page, I'm watching Derek, watching him all the way around, and then the car in front of him, his whole back brake is on fire. And I'm like, oh, fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Derek. My bad. Yeah. Yeah. Passenger's oh. rear tire. I mean, he, oh, fire. Yeah. He went from sparks to fire to completely, because he was only on fire as he hit the brakes, mm-hmm. because his, he had no more brakes. I mean, yeah. he's going right into that rudder. And I mean, it lit up. At one point, it was coming on and off and on and off. And it just looked like the Sonic, like the little hedgehog. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, he's gonna die! Like, please do not let any gas leak. Did he finish all he was laps? Yes. gone. He finished, and he was on fire for yes. those black glass yeah. forty. Yeah, literally. That's, literally wh- that's why we have a new sponsor coming aboard our car. It's Wilson Funeral Home. Yeah, uh, <laughs> case something like that. Uh, that's like, probably a true statement. We'd also like our it Wiggle a Fire Department to sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of and they will be on our trunk lid of all be, places. Hey. Where the brake light is. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody can see it. Is 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 Derek going to leave? Is Double D going to leave the brake light functional? It just as a joke now. He's got to now. It, and I'm going to sniff the brake. He needs to. He needs to have his logo on it so when it lights up, they can see it's Double D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You see, slow down. Like double D. Like that signal. Everybody look. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> He's probably thinking that's not funny, guys. I and sure wish he was here so we could give him such yeah. a hard time in person. But. <laughs> He's not, so we'll do it. Call him. in, and, Double D. And we, and we definitely will give him a hard time in oh, person. I've, I've we been, always do. That's we, how we, throw that's how we go. Yeah, definitely. All right, so now, Nathan, listen, tell us about your experience first time racing. So are you are you hooked now? I'm hooked. All right. Mm-hmm. So did you have a good race? I mean, did you, you finish and everything good? Did you tear something up? Or? What happened was. <laughs> <laughs> so get loaded up on the, on the, tr- on the trailer, no problems. Uh, get to the track, and I'm about to take it off, and it won't fire. I'm like, I just loaded it up. So figured out that I just finally got it jumped off, and they, or they pushed me, and it's a, it's a stick shift. Yeah. Got it jumped off. So then I did my hot laps, and I was like, that's awesome. So then I pulled the car back, turned it off, and then they said, okay, it's time to go qualify. Well, I go to nothing, and I try to get jumped off. Nothing. It won't, it won't move. So then it finally gets cranked up. I'm like, okay. Well, I had crimped the fuel pump line. Oh, wow. So the car's running, but when I push the gas, 
it won't move. And said, so so the, the guy in, in, in pit lane is like, come on. I said, I can't move. I can't move. <laughs> so I tell, tell my friends, I tell them I can't move. So I'm just like, I'm just going to shut it off. Shut it, shut it off. So then put it back in the pits, all back to the truck. Noticed that my battery exploded. Oh, wow. Battery exploded, and then it, and, and I unzipped all those, those wires, got them undone. Finally, my buddy had two batteries in, in his car. And I said, give me a battery, please. So I put the battery in, cranked right up, no problem. So I was like, okay, well, I'll go out there and, and race. So I, did, I apparently did well enough to not do last um, before the race, and I got 14th where I started. Yeah. So I got out there, and um, like I said, the woman would not let me in my place where I was supposed to be. <laughs> it was not Lily. It was not Lily. Lily, it wasn't you, baby. Lily. It's not you. <laughs> I kept pointing. She's looking right at me, and, I, and I'm pointing at like my spot. So I'm trying to move up, and she's moving up too. And I'm like, I give up. So I'm just gonna just hang right here. So my race receiver was not working. Um, let's see. I, I did spin under caution. Um, I did hit somebody. They, they there was a wreck up in turn four, and I didn't see it. But the guy was in front of me, and he freaked out that they were coming down, and uh, he hit the. The brake and I was hitting the gas at the same time and I hit him and I heard a sound I'm like what was that so I come back around the track again and there's my bumper I like, oh, <laughs> so I lost my bumper um, and then found out later after the race they said I got 20th and I'm like there's no way because two wrecks two pulled off another spun out I said there's five right there so I lost my transponder after lap six. Oh, nice <laughs> so I went to go tell them to turn my transponder in and I said Hey, can I have my license back? Where's your transponder on the track? Man, so you had you had a quite a quite a night there, and now you're you're still hooked because of all I'm that, right? I'm still hooked. I'm ready to go. So you got all the all the stuff ready to roll for this Friday? No. Okay. <laughs> so, are you going to be able to make the race this Friday? Well, we're going to find out. <laughs> you're going to give it. A, you're going you're going to try your best, I'm all right? Ready. Did you not tell them about the part where like you were fixing stuff up until you showed up at the pits on Friday? Yeah, I was going to tell you that. That joker showed up and was like, I just got to put everything together. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I did the last weld, the the numbers, and everything at 6.30, and I was at the track at 6.40. I'm fixing to read it. I'm fixing to read it. You can go ahead and read it. Then. You already have some trash talking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Hopefully it's the lady who wouldn't let you in. It's not. <laughs> But it, Frankie says, Lily Qualls will be coming for you Friday night. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, look, I looked at her times, and I looked at my times. She was running 25 seconds, so Lily, I'm running 20 seconds. Here's the difference. How old are you? I know. <laughs> and Lily is 15. I know. She, hey, she's a good driver. She's yeah, good. She, yeah, she's only been on the track twice. Now, even though it was your first time on the track, I know. it was I like her this. only second time behind the wheel. Behind I the like this friendly yeah. trash talk. Yeah, that, that's and she's half your age. She <laughs> hey, has zero what, experience. One thing, too, we found uh, practice. Uh, what was the boy's name? Dan? David, David Stonebrook, Stonebrook. Now he, In he that, was yeah. yeah he had a sixty-seven Dodge, Dodge Dart, yes, for enduro, for, Not for an enduro a drag car. car, yeah, yeah, enduro. And I tell you what, it was funny. It's it's really cool because his dad, right, uh, just seen that he he liked his the uh, what's a Forza game or whatever he was playing and said you know how would you like to do that and yeah. And, so they've got together and got him a car out of, a, out of an old field, and he put it together, and they brought it up there, and they ran some laps, and he done pretty good. But he's ten years old, mm -hmm. um, and he's 
Ten years, what, that maybe? He's, no, no, was no, he, no, no. Was no, he no. not like, I thought I thought David's 11. He might have been 11. He's fifth grade. He'd get on to me if he's I say 11. he's 10. Yeah, um, my favorite thing about David is his first time around, very conservative. Second time around, got a little bit out of, you know, a little bit more. Uh, third time around, dad was in the in the driver, in the passenger seat for the first two times. Put mom in there, drove like a maniac. I remember when he, <laughs> left, he hit that corner at one point, the first and second turn, and that back end through, and he came off, and mom was like, never again. And then he refused to give his mom a yeah. shout-out. He wouldn't give her a shout-out. He shout would out. not give her a no, shout-out. No, he refused he on the podcast. He might as well not was like, not happen. Because I told him the last little boy that was his age forgot to shout-out his mom, and he got in trouble, and he said, I'm not doing it. And so he wouldn't give that. So Tina Stonebrook, <laughs> we're we're giving you a shout out right now, okay, yeah. Tina? Yeah. Thank but, you. But there is there is some like if he he's eleven, right? Then we did Caden, who is Cade um, Brookshire is fourteen. You no, know, he turned he's number fourteen, oh, yeah. but he turned twelve April six. Yeah. So he's yeah. just turned twelve, yeah. but right. he and races in sports. Yeah. Mom and then you had car. Zane. And Zane, his birthday's in March. He just turned eleven. Yeah, there's the car. How cool wow. is that? <laughs> that, that is, is really cool. neat. Yeah. So he's going to have... That's mom in the passenger side. <laughs> yeah, mom's he, scared to death. She's going to be He's going to be ready to go. Um, I guess... Well, they're going. here's what they're going to try to do. The cool thing about oh, David nice was one. he I is... Because of that show. car, uh-huh. he he was a big Bo Duke fan. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, right? No, no, huge. He said because of... John Schneider's character and Dukes of Hazard playing Bo Duke. Yeah. His number was 01. Right. So he picked 02 because of that. And yeah. he said he said he wasn't going to race at all this season. And they were just going to come to every practice and let him get used to it. But then he heard about John is going to be out there on the track in, for, October. in October. And he was like, I'll be ready. Yeah. So he wants to be on the track with John and race with him. And see how cool is that? Th- those are things that You've got such a young group of, of, mm-hmm. of drivers starting now. Was it like that when you got in it? No. Everybody was older than me. He said he was yeah. the youngest. Yeah. I, was, I was a kid at 24. I was one of the younger ones. Have you ever seen it this way? No. It uh, They they just started running beginners or developmental uh, like six years ago, I think, maybe. It's not been long. Um, and I think that opened that door because uh, it allowed people to come in and say, Hey, you know, let let the let the kid drive it, and and then, for, yeah, I think it was Hayden Swaney was like the first one. He's like twelve years old and started racing. I've never seen a twelve year old kid drive. Well, see, I didn't see that with Zane. I didn't see anybody Zane's age yeah, drive before. He's the youngest. And, I yeah, saw. and Zane was doing really really good in his car, brand new car too well, that the they had. The reason I actually met Zane, I was standing uh, right off the the come off of the track. And I just saw this really beautiful blue car, and I was like, I like that car because blue's my favorite color. I was like, oh, I'm gonna look see who this driver is. Well, the guy comes by, and he's like, you know, a little bit shorter than I expected to be. But when I saw his eyes, he looked like a baby, and I was mm-hmm. like, okay. So I just got in my golf cart, followed that car all the way out to the pits. I kind of sitting a little bit away, waiting for this driver to get out because I'm under the impression that they are like Nathan's age and older. So this he pops out of here and just pulls himself out and then whoop and I was like okay that's a child. You talking about, <laughs> about the thirteen year old? No, no, he was ten at the time. He was ten years old. He didn't turn oh, eleven. Yeah, I'm talking at eighty seven, eighty seven Z. 
And then I realized he wasn't the only kid out there. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know, impressed with the kids being out there. But then what got me was when there are kids out there that race with outside of the beginner's class. Like there's a kid, um, I think it's Colton from like South Carolina, 14 years old in the sportsman class. Mm-hmm. Ours here, Cade, Brookshire. Like all these kids that are 12 to 14, you even got 15, 16 year olds. I mean, Sawyer's 16 years old and he's winning. Mm-hmm. Like not, he's not like, he's just out there in last place and just having fun. Like he is winning. Oh yeah, Sawyer, Sawyer's a real deal. He's a good driver. He was in beginner like two years ago or that's, it hadn't been long. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I mean, think about it too. You know, Kate's going door to door with people and he's, yeah. he's 12 years old. So when you think about it, not only a kid driving, because I mean, I'm not super impressed with a child driving because I started driving at like seven on our farm too. Kind of same story as Cade. But I'm impressed when you throw that much horsepower around at 100 and something miles per hour. That's where you're like, okay, we're in a whole different league because I was driving around the farm at seven. Nobody was flipping things over and running dirt in my face either. Yeah, I think I had a big wheel. I mean, that's, that's, you know, it was downhill. Yeah. Yeah. And you got two faces, you just bailed out. You turn that wheel real hard and you go one way, the. Yeah, that's guilty. Doesn't that? He's got something to say. What you got? I wasn't here to tell me. Go ahead, whatever you want to say. All right, Caitlin and Cody, you know, I'm only professional when it comes to boating, not to racing. You know this. professional. This is rookie give, year. Give them a give break. Give a hard time about calling oh, yeah. professional. That, that is, They're uh, really good friends of mine. Everybody has a rookie season, okay? Yes. And I, I, I claim I'm not no professional. There's a professional right yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. We know, he's not a professional. He's a legend. Here's, here's rookie. Here's he's past professional. Here's professional. He's, he's the legend, legend when they name a weekend yeah. after you. That's him. Here's legend. Here's hopeful. <laughs> and, and also, too, you know, you look in the, in the, in the, in the, from the stands and you're like, that's easy. I could do that. Mm-mm. My friends are telling me, they're like, why do you push the gas? I am. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, I'm bouncing all over the place, and I didn't have my setup and nothing. I mean, I went out there, and like I said, I got done with my car at 6.30. I wanted to race so bad that I didn't. I forgot to put air in the tire. <laughs> I had 20 pounds of pressure on my right side for each tire. Floyd, we, uh, we felt sorry for him. That that is like the coolest <laughs> thing ever, that, that it's, at, it's, an, it's an addiction, yeah, like it a is. drug, ain't it? Yeah. It is. And uh, do you ever see yourself without racing? No, we've talked about that. As long as I can get in it, that's the hard part, just getting in. Because a lot of people, don't, it don't look look hard to get in. You can't get in with your helmet on. <laughs> you got to get in fast. And Well, Double D has a trick. Yeah. In his enduro car, by the way. <laughs> now go ahead. <laughs> Sweet. I asked him, I you said, sputter. can you, uh, how do you get in? He goes, oh, I just go through the front windshield part. Oh. I said, what? He goes, yeah, I climb, he climbs on the fender, slides in the front part, climbs over, and then sits down. <laughs> and so he's he's in the process of fixing it. Where and, and so I don't think he knew this, and I didn't either, but um, see, um, Chuck Tinkers told him that he could kind of cut that driver door down just a little bit where mm-hmm. he could just step right on in. And He's not a small fella either. He's a plus size to, model. Definitely. For him Double to D. straddle the, the gear shifter. And That's the, what I'm saying. To be the, that agile, we can at least just cut yeah. the door down just a I little bit and just let him go too. in. I was like, that's smart. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, that's who you need to get with. It's, just, it's, a lot of people think, okay, Lily is doing a great job out there, but Lily's got some secrets in her pocket that a, a lot of new drivers don't have. Number one, she has a dad who raced for 12 years 
So you've got not only his experience mm-hmm. coming to the game, mm-hmm. you've got you know that confidence, and she's got the sponsors coming to it. So uh, if you're going toe-to-toe with you versus Lily, yeah, you might have run a little bit faster than her, but she's got a dad have, who's coaching her up. I have she's nothing. Got, she's got a dad who will tune her car like she needs to. So, like, Frankie is going to have her in three weeks where you may still be struggling because she's got that constant coaching and stuff like that. Don't oh, give I, him all the credit. Frankie is not that good. No, <laughs> Frankie's great. Come on. I went down there Tuesday just looking for advice. And, and Frankie, Frankie would, would give it to you. Yeah. Hey, I'm very appreciative of Frankie. He, he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. And okay, it, now Lily, Lily's in. Now Lily, Lily's come in. on, girl. Yeah, she's, she's there. Lily, tell she's Nathan you're now. better than him. Yeah. Yes, please, Lily. Take, take a selfie. <laughs> take a selfie. So Frankie started, he was at 14 years old. Yeah. Um, Frank's been doing it a while. So it's, it's kind of cool, the community that, that's there. Um, Always going to coach you. Now, one, one thing I wanted to get car. into is like when you when you take a lap in the car, and then this is I want to get into more of the like the technical end end of this. When he goes in, because I know because Nathan will be able to benefit from it, and if Double D's watching, he will too. When you when you go out on the track, how do you like your car set up? Do you like it loose or do you like it more tight? And then explain the difference. I, I like mine tight. Tight's when you hit the nut, hit the wall with the front of the car, and loose is when you hit the wall with the back. <laughs> of the car. Um, but the way front don't, the, the tight it don't want to turn too good. Yeah, tight and, it don't turn. Yeah, yeah, loose it's turning too good. Yeah. Uh, when I learned how to drive, uh, the my technique was to put all the brakes on the back and don't touch them unless you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. And so I'd just run it wide open, and when I'd go in too far, I'd touch the brake, and it would set the car up. So I developed into just a let-up tap, and it gets the car turned. With all the brake on the rear, it's the only way to work that way. And that's kind of the way I've drove ever since. Is that is cool, because everybody's got their own little technique about this. I've got a question, it. and this is just me. So when you leave the race... Do you tend to still be in race mode and drive like a maniac on the way home? That's why like she drives. Cars? Yeah. Like, do you ever get behind the wheel and like I could maneuver through this super easy? Because I tend to drive like a NASCAR driver, but when I leave the race, I tend to drive more like a NASCAR driver than I do not leaving the race. Do you have that tendency to like know you can go toe to toe with somebody on the interstate? Oh yeah, it makes you speed all night. <laughs> yeah. See, because I was wondering because Double D was talking about how tired he was. After the race, and he's like, "Man, I just want to take a nap." You know, he was he was wore out. But all right, now, so you 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 like the car tight, which means when you come into the into the turn, it's basically you can stay in the gas longer, longer. and 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 make yes. that turn. And that's Lily. Is that no? That's that's Lily. That's that's Lily. Lily. Okay, I thought it was Lily. A shout out since she's not here. Yeah, and so going in going into the turn, if you're loose, you kind of have to go a little higher than lower so you can set that rear end a little bit, right? Yeah, on a race start is where a tight car will get you because I can get on the gas quicker, harder, and stay on it a little longer than right. if it's loose. And you start picking it up, it tries to, you can't get it on the mat quick enough. Uh-huh. And, uh, if you're in a class, which all of them really are, where you have a lot of race starts, you want it tight. Right. Um, and use that brake to turn it. Now, know? let me ask, how do you translate what the car's doing to your wife? Like, how... Like, if you say, hey, the car is too tight, now what would she translate that into how to fix that problem? 
air pressure. That's about the only thing we mess with okay. is air pressure, and that's usually just the rear tires. So you take a pound out? Yeah. Well, I run six pounds in this one and ten in this one, and if it gets really dry, we'll drop it to nine so that it'll, uh, it's not – you're not running as fast, so you don't have to have all the air pressure to keep it from rolling mm -hmm. off. Yeah. And, of course, we run bead locks on all four corners, and most people don't, but I can repair a bead lock. I can take that, if I rub with somebody, I can take the, the bead lock off and put a new bead lock back on where a standard wheel, it's running the wheel. Yeah. And then also I can run less air pressure. If you ever looked at four wheelers, I got four bead locks, you know, because they're... <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, those um, are the first yeah. things I learned how to flip. Yeah, mm -hmm. they're... Uh, it's uh, she usually tells me what I'm doing wrong, and and you know she'll say you need to go in higher, you need to watch the eight car, you need to you know and she she's got her little, and she, usually she don't tell me she's changing something, she just changes it. <laughs> so really, so you just change it, yeah, because you know that's what he needs. Yeah. yeah. And that is, that is cool to have that. That is that to me that's the. We coolest. we try to get our work done at the shop. Yeah. And so, and make very few adjustments at the track. Um, very few adjustments. Never at take the, track. the hood off. Never no. touch nothing. When what? you get there, just corn dogs and the transponder. <laughs> yeah. 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 What do you bring with you? Like, Agnes what are the things on. that you bring just in case? Like that you use the most of. If you it, like, you try not to touch it. But if you think that one thing is going to go wrong, what's the thing that you bring with you? Uh, Fifteen sixteenths wrench to lower a bar. Uh -huh. yeah. um, of course, flashlight. Don't go to racetrack without a good flashlight. And zip ties. Yeah, zip ties. <laughs> yeah, zip, zip ties is my number yeah. one, but I'll uh, see it if I was right or wrong. Yeah, yeah. zip ties. She uh, she's got a, a air pressure gauge. It's about this big, yeah. you know, and it's, it's only goes to fifteen pounds, but it's got quarters laid out. Yeah. And you don't realize how much a quarter of a pound will make. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you got a quarter of a pound too much, it'll spin. It'll grow, and you pull in, you'll have three pounds too much by having a quarter pound too much to begin with. Wow. And, depending, and depending upon the, the temperature and the weather and all that, you know, you go out and, of course, you're taking on more air, or you're not taking it on, but you're actually uh, gaining pressure. So it's just kind of monitoring that kind of stuff. Now that, yeah. that is cool. Now, when, when you sit with the pits and they've got like a, a grinder with a sand disc on it, what are they, are they actually trying to scuff up the rubber? Are they cleaning it off? What is? Do you do any of that with no. yours? Do you groove your own tires? Yes. Yeah, she she grooves and sops and grinds and wraps. And we do all that at home. You know the way we do it. We wait till it's time to go race, and we'll grind them down then, so it's as fresh as we can get it, and then wrap them in saran wrap. Mm -hmm. And what does that do? Well, I see all the tires wrapped. What do you? What is the it's reason? It's the phthalates. Keeps the phthalates from. What's leaching. that word? Leaching. Leaching. Yeah. <laughs> phthalates leach. Okay, that's totally Greek. So explain that, what you just said. Uh, phthalates are a, a chemical compound that is used to keep vinyl and rubber flexible. Okay. And they leach from those products. And as they leach, the product becomes more brittle. You find it in vinyl flooring as well as rubber tires. So as the older tires get stiffer and they get harder, and, of course, you lose traction, that kind of thing. So... You see a lot of uh, drivers that come in, they'll jack the, the car up and they grind it and to try to get that softer rubber so it's tackier. 
Yeah, and the phthalates leach, and so you, you you wrap them in saran wrap to keep them. I just didn't know why, but I see it all the time. Yeah, that's, that's why I see it. Recently, I've seen, it, I seen like the blue well. saran wrap. I don't know. Yeah, I, and, and you know, some people, you know, back in back in the day, I think they used to do tire treatments and uh-huh. things of this oh, nature yeah. to keep it in to keep them we soft used to and tacky. Put, um, uh, lacquer thinner yeah. yeah, on the tires and then mm-hmm. wrap them with saran wrap. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I've seen, I've heard about that. So yeah. it kind of does like the, the same, arm. same kind of thing. Now, do you cut, you have a special kind of groove you cut is in your tire or is that like a secret you don't want to tell or? No, you can look at it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we have a basic, easy one that's yeah. not hard. To, yeah. I, we've got a inch and a half pattern mm-hmm. and then the, the grooves, the factory grooves are inch and a half. So, I'll just put this on here and mark it off and go all the way around it and then put us a little chop on the edge. And they get, that lets it bite into the dirt just yeah. a little bit more? Yeah, and then you go back between them, you, you flip the blade over, and then uh, so the rounded part that cuts the rubber out is up top and the two little blades are down, and that's called sop. And then you go back through and you sop it, and it just cuts it open, and then that way whenever you hit the gas, that cut will open up. Yeah. And then you got a groove to... Keep it clean. And so I had the tinkers explain that to me. And I think to me that is like the coolest thing ever that it gets that delicate with the tires and the tire and how that can make a difference between third place and winning a race. You're creating uh, increased surface area is what you're doing. How many tires have you guys messed up cutting? supposed to do that but because of that competitive nature they will you know do something different with the car that they have that little edge that they try to sneak in i guess that's been going on ever since you were driving oh yeah well when i started driving they didn't have scales nobody weighed anything <laughs> think about that wow. of course we had wood walls and you could do anything to your tires you could if they felt like marshmallows you could whatever you wanted so they didn't have durometers they didn't check nothing 
And for years, I'd had five white Camaros, but this one was just faster than all the rest of them, and I never could figure it out until we got scales. <laughs> and I realized it was a 70 model Camaro, and it was 300 pounds lighter than the 74s that I was running. Wow. And that 300 pounds, which, you know, it's... Uh, a few jugs of gas, but that 300 pounds just really transfers on the car. It'll make the tires drag and the, the frame hit the track. And that extra 300 pounds I didn't have, man, that was in my way. Yeah. That just that 300 pounds. But uh, as the years go by, you, you try to figure out who has the best advice. And I always had people that had done it for years before, Dennis Griffin and Dave Wright, some of the guys, and I'd go ask them, but I was real careful about who I asked for advice because this and over here, he may have just run three races, and he said, oh, man, just get up there again the wall, you know? And he said, no, 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 don't get around. Right. But, uh, it was just listening to people talk and not making the mistakes they had made. I heard him talking about running over his bumper. I was at Boyd's one night, leading the race, and I thought my earplug was coming out. This was back in the 80s. We didn't have uh, uh, race receivers. I thought my earplug was coming out, and I just kept laying on it, you know, throwing the coal. Well, it got real loud all of a sudden, and there was something hit on the bottom of my car, and I thought, what I run over? And I come around, and there's a header laying there. I said, some idiot lost his head. And, and there's black flagging me, and I'm thinking, I'm leading the race. I got black flagged, and so I lost my header. I, I thought my earplug had come out. So the bumper ain't near as bad. So I, said, I, I thought, because, you know, I hit him, and I didn't think I lost my bumper, and then I come back around, hey, that's my bumper. Yeah. <laughs> well, Larry was talking about there's a lot of parts and a lot of tires left at the track. Uh, and so that's where we came up with the whole uh, thing with the tires. Because we were looking for shredding them up and giving them to the schools for the playground and, and all that kind of stuff. And now the, the closest the shredding company I could find, they said they had a Chattanooga and Knoxville mm -hmm. location. But when I contacted headquarters, they said they only had a Knoxville location or whatever. Yeah. So if anybody out there, um, you know, locally shreds tires and we can donate them. Because... It's just a lot safer for kids when they fall instead of gravel. They're not going to like hurt themselves, cut themselves. It's a lot more pliable, especially the kids who may not be physically able to kind of move around the playground. Uh, it makes it easier for them to get around without getting hurt. I just curious what yeah. yeah, because that's the number no one as a kindergarten teacher. Put it down. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I just I'm just curious what a, what a tire shredder would cost. I don't know how much one would cost. Uh, you know, I'm sure someone out there listening, you know, would know this information to put it into the comments or whatever. BB's over there reading them as best as he can. So use small words. It takes a little bit. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say use. We're laughing use, at this big grin over here. It's hilarious. Yeah. Use big letters, small, small words. words. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it would be it would be great to be able to even like maybe a few if we can find one. A few Saturdays from now, have people donate and put something together, and we go to like uh, the Playcore place and get some equipment donated, and have a Saturday where we build a playground in like a lower income neighborhood. Um, we're going to be doing Tinker Saturday this Saturday, but we're going to do it every year, and yeah. then in a few months, we'll do another Saturday for foster kids, and then at the end of October. We'll do one for kids of a military family, whether their parents are active military, retired military, or whether their parents have passed away serving in the military. So if their parents have ever been in the military and they're 12 and under, we'll do them for like around Veterans Day for those kids as well. So we'll keep those going, but also in between, 
We have so many tires. I know Mr. T's tires really wants to donate. We've got enough right now, but we have so many people wanting to give. There's so many things we could be doing as a community in the greater Chattanooga area, so let's not limit ourselves. We can do tires for there, tires for here. Let's make a playground for inner city kids. Like, there's yeah. no limit for what we can do. That's awesome. We're going to run away to our second commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit of what's going on at Boyd Speedway coming up, and we're going to finish up our conversation with our drivers and uh, something you don't want to miss. We'll be right back. And we're back with uh, the Boyd Speedway. Come on, Britt. You ready? Yeah, I'm here. All right. I got a couple of questions when we get going. Right. Come, come back. We'll do what? I said I know we're live, but I had a couple of questions. All right. Well, you go ahead and take off with your questions then. All right. Um, while we were setting up in VIP the other day, um, getting ready for the race, guy, he asked me a couple of questions, and I was like, oh, man, I have no idea. But he asked about the next drive, big driver we get on he wants to know transmission what what actual transmission do you run is it anything special what 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 kind of transmission do you run in yours we we have a brand in ours there's a burr and a brand they have the same functions okay. uh the the brand i think is more durable the burrs are more plentiful there's uh, booger brooks can fix you up on a burr and he has no brands so uh, he runs Burt's, so he wins all his races with the Burt. But in, anyway, they're, uh, uh, they've got two forward gears and a reverse and a neutral. And as we were talking, the weird thing, in reverse or first gear, you can crank it without touching any pedals, and it'll crank. And if it's in reverse or first, when you mash the clutch pedal, it works like a brake. Uh, it pushes a cylinder out and it'll start pulling when you mash the pedal in. But whenever you, if you let up, it stops and there's no clutch to go from first to race gear. You just, uh huh, chug it in there and listen to it grind. The bad, the bad thing is, if you can't stop it. It, it just keeps going. You've got to knock it out of gear when you come off the track. And if you ever see anybody wreck coming off track, it's they had a brain fade. Okay. Uh, good, good deal. Um, chassis. What, what is your chassis? What is your, your, your? It all has to do with budget and what you're comfortable in and where you're going to race and what class. Uh, we have three GRTs. We like a GRT. Um, Booger, he's winning in a Savage, and last year it was Longhorn. And there's uh, some of those chassis are unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, it's according to how much money you want to spend. Is uh, some of them are. Fifty, sixty thousand dollars to just get this thing. That's not counting the motor. Yeah, that's what Tinkers were talking about. How they, yeah. that everybody was running a certain one. Well, Longhorn started winning, and they jumped mm -hmm. ship into Longhorn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then suspension. What is your, what is your suspension? Uh, we have one three link and two four links. Okay. Um, uh, we've got some really smart people that does our shocks. Andy Picklesheimer and Booger Brooks. Uh, they have spring smashers, and they can set them up in their shop and take it home and put it on your car. Okay. It's, uh, you think that's but, what set Booger Brooks apart is the fact that he knows the inner workings of the car because he's doing so much of it that 
That makes him a better driver. Now he's a whiz. I mean, because I mean, he hey, kills it out there. I raced with his dad and his granddad. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they got it bad. They're, they're really smart, good mechanics. You know, they know what it, they know how it works, and they're not afraid to fight or work on the car either one. You yeah. Know? yeah, well, he's a big name in this area. I yeah, mean, he's a good most guy. Most people know who, they, know who he is, even if they've never seen him race before. But if you've seen him race before, you definitely know. Like, you start hearing the announcer be like, who is Booker Brooks? And then you see him just start just flying mm -hmm. into those turns and going past her back. I need to know who Booger Brooks is. He's he's that good. Most of the people that don't like Booger are jealous. Of yeah, I'm like, yeah, I love Booger. Yeah, yeah we love great. it too. Yeah, he, he yeah I can us. see that. I can see the jealousy. But he's he's just he has that um, reputation for being a good driver. I did not know that he worked on cars and did all that stuff. Um, I've just seen him race before, so I think that I feel like that would set him apart. Being you know several generations in, and also having the experience of he's building them or knowing the parts, and for everybody else. He would kind of know the mechanisms, kind of feel it when he's driving, because he seems to have it together. Yeah. It takes drive and dedication. Yeah. And, I mean, you have to be devoted to the craft, and mm -hmm. it's, it's literally a craft. Mm -hmm. It's not something that's, um, we talk about, it's not like picking up a softball glove and going to the field. Right. I mean, this is something that is very technical, mm -hmm. and uh, it commands a lot of attention. And to me, that is the most interesting part of it, is... How technical you can, mm -hmm. you can you can get your car from this level, or you can have one up here, depending on how technical you want to make it. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and to me, that's that's the coolest thing about it. you'll learn, I guess, and, and I'm learning too over over time what suits you, what you like, your style. Mm -hmm. uh, and getting back to the frames that Bibi was talking about, I know some of them run a capital frame, and and what are the difference? between the different frames is it is it the because i know the length's basically the same the width's the same the height's probably the same or is it is it framed up different it's supported different uh it's got more movement more you see what what makes a what's there between a longhorn frame and a capital frame or a savage frame and a, and a, a grrt frame i only know really one difference i got a friend and he's a big boy he go 300, 350s big, and he's got to where he couldn't fit in his car, and he got a Savage. So I know a Savage must have a higher halo in it. Okay. Um, some of the different cars have more bars and they're heavier, and then you can't add weight to them. And some of them are built real light where they can add the weight to them. Um, then you got perimeter chassis where the the driver's just sitting against this, and some of them the driver's got a spot between him and the door. Uh, just different people feel safer in different styles, I guess, but budget's usually what the determining factor is. Capital, Capital's really good. Marshall uh, 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 Green builds those. And he used to race at North Georgia, and he ran Rockets then, no, Warriors. And uh, him and Shannon Beard, and they got a business and started, and the Capitals are winning Winning a lot of races now. They're yeah. up there with Longhorns, I think. That, that's something I'd like to do, Britt. If we could, if we could put that together, uh, find out those those people that build those frames and, and let's uh, either get well, them. The same names the Tinkers gave when they were here. Yeah. about yeah. talking yeah. about. Yeah. Are they local, by any chance? Marshall Green's yeah. uh, family owns Dixie and Rome. Okay. Yeah, they're the 
there's them guys. If we could, in, instead of doing like a podcast in studio, maybe go and do some interview and see a shop and that kind of stuff, if we could hook something like that I know that Carl um, Tinker, he said, you know, he's been in it for, what, 50, 60 years. He knows all those guys, and that's what he does, been doing for a living for a long time. So okay. I'm sure we can wrangle him around on Friday night and figure out phone numbers and stuff. Definitely want to do that. I think that's something that we need to throw in here. To Well, we're also going to be interviewing Charlie Ray Houghton soon. So, you know, he's got his door opens up because he's in a wheelchair, and he kind of slides mm-hmm. in. So kind of like to see it from that point of view where you're hands-only driving wow. and see how he kind of does it because he races for those who can't. So we've got an interview with him coming up in a few weeks. Um, and that's what's cool. You're, you're only held back by your imagination and your mm-hmm. wheel, really. So do you have any special specifications for your car? No. Uh, I like a quarter inch sitting out in the front so it don't dart. A lot of people set them straight up. It's yeah. faster, but if you open them up a little bit, it's it, it handles better. It don't dart around. Right. That's one thing i got to have. And i got to have it safe. I mean, uh, uh, we buy a new helmet every other year if I get it hit, you know, those sort of things. Um, let's try to keep everything cleaned and lubed, and uh, I like to get there early so I can talk to everybody. But as far as any specifications, it's just a car. It don't know, you know, it don't know I'm an old guy. It don't know, right. it don't know the tracker. So I don't, I don't really have any specifications that it's got to be this or this. I've drove other people's cars and I'd get in them and my hands would be hit and stuff and I couldn't get out of it. And right. I'm thinking, I hope I don't flip it. Well, I flip it. And, you know, I can't get out of it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, the last race we ran at Boyd's, I flipped. And another guy's car was in it about three minutes. It seemed like an hour. I couldn't get out. My my uh, my receiver had fell up under my helmet and I couldn't find the strap. And I'm upside down, and I was going for the lead when I flipped. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, and I barrel rolled three times, and uh, I couldn't get my helmet off. When I got my helmet off, I couldn't get out. Well, I couldn't get the steering wheel off. And I got it off. When I You're doing up, all this upside down. Yes. yes. And I was 61 then. <laughs> whenever I undone that little latch, honey, it crammed my neck and all this stuff. I fell upside down. Yeah, we got out of it. and it's. Um, but it makes you think about safety, the good fuel cells and some of that stuff. Then I open the hoods on them boys' cars and I see them little clear plastic fuel filters and I thought, oh my God, you know, because... If, yeah, that, if you flip, that's, that's anything happens to that, and you got gas in you. I mean, yes, we got fire suits and helmets, and everything's fireproof. But that guy got burnt Saturday at Talladega in the Arca race. It didn't look that bad, but he's he's messed up. He got in his lungs. It's second, third degree burns. It's always my fears: the fire, or somebody's lead falling off. Or a, wow. I had one buddy he got his nose broke. There was a socket fell off and he's seen it bounce a couple of times and broke his nose. He quit racing because of it. He said, I couldn't do it no more because I always thought, what if one of them 50-pound pieces of lead <laughs> failed? Yeah. That thing broke my, he said, it felt like it went through my head. Oh, gosh. Yeah, but some of that. I'm second guessing. My cousin flipped last weekend. What, this past race or the That's one, one upside us? down? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Two weeks ago, Nick McCarthy. Yeah. That's the one that um, Cannon... Cochran was in. He was thirty three red. He was helping me build my uh, my roll cage and after I seen him wreck, I'm like, Hey, add more. 
That, that <laughs> was the four car, four. right? Three. Did, no, it's, it happened it was, on the first lap of the yeah. the the beginner race. Mm -hmm. When they got in the corner, he flipped right there where they pull out of the track. Yeah, was, uh, number three, the number three. Him, and because Nick thought he was the last car, and he wasn't. He went to go spin to to dodge the wreck in front of him. And when uh -huh. he did, he spun with the car. The kid hit him on the front front end and flipped him. Oh, oh I called him. He's cool. he's okay. He said he's just a little. Uh, Cosmetics, a little sheet metal. Yeah, he, he hit the top. Yeah. The halo bar bent down. Yeah. He, the way he sent, he said he'd be back soon. He said he was fine until he smelt the gas from the other car above him. And that's when he said he started freaking out. He said, Give me other things. I don't and, love and, 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 he, and he pulled, yeah. he pulled his, um, his harness before they even got to him. And he was like on his head, like, like you said, he couldn't get out. Yeah, I couldn't get out. You got to get, wow. I mean, we watched a documentary. We had, there's a guy who'd come to, um, Boyd's to look and kind of see the atmosphere because they wanted to kind of do like a docu-series on some of them um, and he had shown us his pre-work to kind of get the resume out there for us to give him permission to come and they showed me one about a guy in Arizona he was a great driver young guy and uh, ended up NASCAR told him if he, he wanted to go pro that he needed to go into this specific type of car and he could just race that one season and he'd be able to be picked up and sponsors and everything Watch the documentary, it's like 25 minutes. I thought, I'm not watching this 25 minute video. This is not going to happen. But in the first two minutes, I was hooked. Watched the whole thing. And the way the guy flipped, he had, it was a different type of car than we race here. But it was like open wheels and it was a little bit tighter, a little bit smaller, and had this little window. And the front end of that car went through the window and completely cracked his helmet, killed the guy. They had to resuscitate him and bring him back to life, airlift him. And his whole head is like missing right here. And he's back racing. And the side of his body was like numb for years and has to learn, had to relearn how to walk. The Joker got back in the car and still races. Now, he's not as fast as he once was. I and he'll never why, make yeah. it back to NASCAR. But he got back in a car and I thought, mm-mm. I would have been walking everywhere since then. I would not have, back, I would not have gotten back into a regular car. And like, I would just be on this sidewalk. That's me. I'm good. Yeah, well, also, Peter would have canceled his sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was Nick's third race. Yeah. Wow. It is, I think sometimes you got to get hit into the wall to drive a little bit more aggressive, not flipped. Once you get hit and you realize your roll cage works fine and nothing fell off your car, you might drive a little bit more aggressive. But flipping, you're thankful for it. That's what the number one thing Frankie said he spent the most money on. He said he spent more money on her roll cage than the car itself. Yeah, I've heard yeah, that. Yeah. I heard yeah. Yeah. He said there's nothing more important than my daughter. He even bought the best safety belt you could find and didn't know how to put it together. Riley had to come over and show them how to do it because he was like, he spent zero, like, you know, cares of how much money he had to spend right. to make sure his daughter was safe. Best seat, best belt, best roll case. That's what blew me away, how much safety equipment it costs. You know, it's worth it. It is. It's worth every penny. Yeah. Every kid driver, now I've never talked to the adults about how much money they spend on their stuff. But every parent of a driver under 16, they said that is where they spend all their money. They will go broke making sure that their kid is safe. I got a new helmet for Christmas, and my wife, she said, I said, don't spend that much for a helmet. She said, you got a $100 head, get you a $100 helmet. <laughs> <laughs> so she got me a good helmet. Yeah. I was kind of glad. You know? Yeah. We're oh, protecting man. the noggin. <laughs> That's the most important thing. I know Lily and them are not here, but Lily and them are still watching. But I'm telling you. The most excitement I had the entire night was Lily pulls off the track and Frankie's standing up there and he's jumping up and down and he's so 
excited, elated, and so proud. Yeah. So proud. And his yeah, daughter absolutely. pulls up there, and just the elation in his face. Just I'm telling you, I wa- I was sitting on the the balcony and I watched it, and I was like, man, that's worth it all. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. worth it all for me the first time I interviewed Lily. Um, Frankie was standing behind the camera. Uh, his daughter was nice enough, the youngest daughter was nice enough to film for us. And after we got done, we shut it off. And I mean, he's in tears. And they're not up there like this, the proud, happy, mm-hmm. excited, like that look on a dad's face. It's almost like the day they were born kind of thing, that like that overwhelming love and emotion that you have. Like he had that, just so proud of her. And she hadn't even hit the track yet. Had not driven the car yet. Yeah, he, he cried was, twice. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he was, cried twice after the. I think that's a real man, though. If we haven't cried, met her, and we're already Lily fans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the great thing. Here's the great thing. We have a, a group that sits right behind the flagpole. They're called the Cheaters. Okay, yeah, yeah. Mike is the, the gang leader Campbell, of the yeah. Cheaters. Yeah. So I walk over there, and they're like, "Hey, hey, hey!" And the first thing they say to me is, "Where's Lily?" <laughs> How do you know Lily? We watched her interview. You go get her right now and bring her over here. And I was like. No, she's busy. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that one of Lily's friends was sitting over there with her parents. So as I'm arguing with 25 people that I'm not going to get Lily, I even asked the crowd above them, has everybody seen, raise your hand if you've seen Lily's interview. And like 50 people raised their hand. They're like, we love Lily. She made me a liar because she comes walking right up in her race suit to go talk to her friend that's sitting there. Mm-hmm. The whole crowd erupts. Let's get a picture with Lily. Oh, it's Lily. Haven't hit the track yet. Never raced. <laughs> she already had a 50 group of fan, a fan base. And I think she was like, oh, my gosh, so like shy and excited. And then she was like, that's pretty cool. That so she came back over there twice. But they, I have a picture I posted on uh, City City Motorsport. She had one, and then Cade, of course, had some people going, whoa, look at Cade. Some little kids going, you're a race car driver? Yeah. <laughs> and so they're all they're excited. Cool. Mm-hmm. So they have fan bases, but she, she's incredible. Even, even last Tuesday when I was watching her, I mean, I was taking lessons from her. I've never raced before. She's out there, I'm like, okay, i got to do what she's doing. Yeah. Tonight. She's And she kept, I mean, a, a good line the whole yeah. way around the track. Lily, you can drive, I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah. Lily's learned a lot in just a week. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. I'm excited to see her grow. I want to check back in with her in about three weeks when she's done a month worth of racing and just see the, the growth. In I, I was trying to do what she was doing yeah. when I was all over the place. I mean, her mama said, hey, I was bouncing all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me tell you, I thought, you know, because I, I wasn't going to do motocross and then this, this race, tar, race car, I was hurting the next day. I was so sore. I was bouncing all over. Like, God, even my friend Floyd. He's starting to down. He goes, hey, you're going to need that. Was you driving home doing the same thing? <laughs> 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 Have you ever done that? felt like you were still. Yeah. 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 Like I can't hear it running. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so my spleen ain't vibrating. Yeah. My last question is, and it's, it's a cynical question. It's for me. My purpose is only but. Why do they hide their tires? Why do they put this stuff up to hide the tires? Oh, they're really not hiding them. They're keeping the sun from leaching the phthalates. And they'll grow, and it gives you an inconsistent reading. Uh, You only got six pounds. This thing can sit here in the sun and get up to eight, and you drop her back down to six, and and then the sun goes down, and you go out here to race, and that thing's about flat, you know? I got you. 
I was just wondering. I always yeah. thought people were hiding it. They didn't like their tread pattern. Didn't like uh, now, some of them may be hiding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is true. This yeah. is true. Uh, we used to have to run a certain one, and the guys would take a legal one, and they would cut it out with a, a die grinder, and then epoxy it in, and put mud over it, and put something on it. You know, when you rode through, they didn't have a durometer, but we had to have a double zero, and they would have they'd get the old fours and cut the old zeros out and put them on there and it was only on one side and they turned that to the inside and put mud on it so you couldn't read it. Now, I never done it. I just heard the guys talking about it. You, heard rumors, you just though, have to be parked yeah. next to the guy yeah. always yeah. doing it. Well, yeah. they was doing it. Yeah. <laughs> he asked me to help him and I don't yeah. know how we got over to my car. Yeah. Now, now I know because I thought they were just hiding them and, and see what those big blocks over them and now a lot of them will hang stuff on the on the back of the cars and that's so you can't see which bars they've got which mm -hmm. shock package they've got or where their fuel cells set you know they just especially I don't know why some of them do it because I wouldn't want to know what they had anyway it'd be like asking a guy that qualified last how to qualify you know ask a guy qualifies on the pole get his <laughs> advice but some of them guys cover them up and i'm thinking why <laughs> yeah i didn't understand that either and i'm glad you mentioned that because i mean i we've gone up to um oreo's car and, and uh, i went up to william blankenship and interviewed him this past week and uh he'd been racing for a few years uh now he's been racing for three years he's a junior in high school and i same thing those little those boards are blocking the tires and I just thought they'd just take them down and get under the car. Like, I didn't think anything about it. I thought, there's a reason why. Uh, I'm glad you thought they're hiding them. I thought they were setting up for something. Yeah. Uh, but I guess I'm not as pessimistic as you are. But, uh, no, the, down knowing that that's what they're doing, I mean, that's that's pretty cool, though. But my thing is you also hide the sponsors when I'm trying to look at them. Yeah. And see who's, well, I know they don't yeah. care about that when you're in the pits. But um, it is good to know. My only question to you guys is when is the next time you are racing at Boyd's? Hmm. Friday? Perfect. Uh, Good answer. Well, I don't have an answer. I've got a car about 75% done, and as soon as I get it done, hopefully in the next three weeks. We have a hobby car, but they don't have a hobby class anymore. Yeah, we got B hobby. You're A hobby. Yeah, yeah. And we thought about bringing it and running in 602, but, you know, just North Georgia has a class for it. Okay. And, but. We really like Boyd's. Let me give Boyd's a shout out. It's going, it's going to make a lot of people mad, but here it goes. Uh, we've raced at six tracks. You don't have to call them out. I won't call them out. We've raced at six tracks, and whenever I ask my beautiful wife, I say, where do you want to race this week? She always says Boyd's Speedway. And I always say, because of the bathrooms, and she says, yes, that place is clean. So, <laughs> he's telling the, you the truth. The other tracks, they got a porta potty, and oh, wow. I'm, I'm not knocking any anything like that, because, hey, I'm a guy, I don't have to sit down. But the the women, the Boyd Speedway, it's just clean and organized. It's but a, it's... It's professional setup. I mean, when you go up to the concession stands, and I remember the first time we went up there, and I was amazed because, like, in the concession stand, I mean, uh, you've got these, they had these young kids in there. Everybody's wearing polos. Everybody's matched up. Yeah. And, I mean, everybody's in there. You're coming through the concession stand like this, and then you go 
to the ladies' room or whatever, and everything's clean, and you're like, wow, I smell bleach. I'm impressed. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's just, uh, that's what you want to see. You want to go and have a good time, and uh, you you know, everybody wants to have a, a drink or a burger or whatever, but you don't want to miss a race. Mm -hmm. And so that quick turnover and, and everybody, the staff there at Boyd's, uh, when we went a couple weeks ago, oh, yeah. super. Shout out to all you guys. Yeah. I mean, everyone's very professional. And I mean, it's like, what can we do for you guys? What can we do to make our customers? And yet you don't treat them like customers. You treat them like guests. Okay. And you get that feeling from the moment you come in. And so kudos to Boyd's. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, shout out. That. Yeah. 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 They work Good hard job. on that. And, and, we, and we, we talked to uh, Brick quite a bit about some of that. And the cool thing, and she'll tell you this, and, and um, she knows more about all this than I do. I'm just repeating basically what she's told me is <laughs> it's it's mainly family, is mm -hmm. it not? Most yeah. those kids are Emerson's grandsons, mm -hmm. grandkids, mm -hmm. uh, some of his kids. Like his whole family is there and they run it so uh they care yeah. and, and, and that's they're stakeholders yeah one of the main things the about it is is on a race day so you got an, we're leaving there anywhere between 12 o'clock and one o'clock in the morning us but you got to imagine we some of the workers have been there since six seven o'clock in the morning like rylan his team work on the track <laughs> Then you got people start coming in around 8.30 to 10 o'clock in the morning to start setting up coolers and tents and putting mm -hmm. things where they go. Um, then you got people coming in at from, from 11 to 1, pressure washing, blowing, cutting, getting everything ready, clean for you to park and get to. And then you've got people coming out at 2. Most of the team is there between 2 and 3 o'clock, and they've got trash cans out. They've, they've done everything they need to. They're ready to roll. And then, then you have the pit start opening up and everything starts. So they're cooking all day and they're cleaning and they're getting everything ready. And they ch then they change into their work outfits and get ready for the race. But you do, I mean, you have the generation. You've got Emerson there. You've got every single one of his kids there except for one because she lives out of state. Then, But her husband's there because <laughs> it's Larry. And then you've got all their kids there. And then you've got even some of the little bitties. Ian Emerson's great-grandkids are running around with their grandparents or parents doing work. I mean, we've got Riley's whole entire family's there. So Riley's wife and mother and three kids, they all work, you know. Mm -hmm. So when you see most of those kids, they are either Riley's or Emerson's or down from Emerson's line. And they're very polite. They're very helpful. I'm talking about the younger generation, the 20s or so. They're, I mean, you couldn't ask for anything better. They genuinely care about what they're doing yeah. and they, that's I think for me what I sit up there because I'm working on my computer watching them do it and getting ready and getting all it done and then I watch their attitudes as they're cleaning or, or serving people I mean they care and they act like that at every place they're at because some of them do work for other companies Emerson, and their attitude remains the same mm -hmm. when they show up for those events I know David Duplessis he done a lot for that track building stuff and up, upgrading it uh, I remember winning races up there, and somebody said, "Did you race this week? Yeah, how'd you do? One? Where'd you win it? Boyd's and fine. And now it's recognized with some class and integrity. And I have to say, Emerson's brought a whole lot and a little bit of time. Yeah, he's uh, actually turned a lot of stuff around. Um, I'm I'm glad to be a part of it. And I haven't got to race there since Emerson's been here, <laughs> but I bought a couple of sets of tires from him. 
I went and uh, bought some tires, and he's out here talking to me. I thought he was just one of us, and, <laughs> and he introduced himself. And I'm like, you're the guy that owns bullets. <laughs> he, he was just acting like you or you, yeah. or, you know, he wouldn't have thought it. But that was a slice of heaven, yeah. to meet someone of that caliber just mm -hmm. sit down. It'd be like you meeting Kenny Schrader the other night or whoever it was. Just talking yeah, about Ken that. Schrader, yeah. Yeah, just sit down and talk to you. I mean, that tickles me to get around that kind of stuff. Yeah, listen, um, Emerson's just awesome in every way. Isn't he's it? he's so gracious and kind, and, you know, he'll come up and he, you know, will, all of us who work for him make sure we're having a good day and, you know, check in on us and, you know, even if he hasn't seen us for a little bit, he'll, I mean, he'll come up and I, when I'm in a meeting, like, you're having a good day today, make sure. And he's not, a, he's not asking you like a generic question where you just, you know, expect an answer and he's like, oh, I'm doing great. Like, he, he genuinely cares. Uh, and then with, with Kenny, I mean, he was just like beyond gracious and kind. Like, I don't have enough nice words to say. Because you think when you're going to meet this NASCAR driver, he's going to be busy, he's going to be on his car, and he's going to do all this stuff. He said, if I'm not on the track, you can get me. I'll be happy to do autographs and photos and everything. And so I was like, okay. And I was kind of nervous. I want to value his time. But he was just so kind and laid back and gracious. And, I mean, he made one of our employees cry because it was his hero. And he went up to talk to him. And Kenny gave him such a good reception and gave him such attention one-on-one -on -one and just had this experience that the, the I mean, he's 20, 21-year-old kid, left crying of excitement. Like, so, like, gracious. You know, kind of like, oh, my gosh, it's the best day ever kind of moment because he met Ken Trainer, And so he took that time to make that experience for that young man who was working. Uh, Emerson's son knew that kid was a fan, took the kid out of the concession stand and took him down there because as a worker, he wasn't going to be able to see him and made sure he met his hero mm -hmm. and took him back to work. That's the kind of people I work for. There's only one thing you don't do with Emerson's uh, group, is that's run the gate. Don't ever run the gate. I learned the hard way. <laughs> you got hunted don't down, run. didn't you? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Riley's wife came after you Immediately, yeah. And she just kind of said, don't do it no more. Because I told Britt I needed to meet some of the family. Well, that's not the way you want to meet. <laughs> when I met Emerson, he... I, I bought two sets of tires, and his grandson came and carried them out for me. And Emerson carried me around and introduced me to his daughter and his mm -hmm. grandsons. And, and I thought, what kind of, I wish that guy was my granddaddy. Yeah. I like that. It, you know, it's, you could tell he's proud of his family. Mm -hmm. And that just says a lot for the family to be able to get along like that. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, my family gets along, but not everybody gets That's along, right. you know. It's, well, I think it's the number one thing we do, um, whether we open a race or some of the other companies Emerson's own, we do dinner or business meeting. We've had I've been in a table with eight people in a business meeting playing the motocross stuff. It doesn't matter if we start the race, whatever we're doing, we pray before everything. Yeah. And I think that holds true awesome. to how he, how he, you know, influences his family. As we pray before every race, um, we pray before every meal, we pray for any event. And so when we were coming up, we have a new uh, company, uh, Redstone Estates, a you know independent senior living community. We're having the grand opening next Tuesday, and they're asking me today, what order do you want to do things in? And they're like, do you think he wants to do prayer? And I was like, uh, 100%, if Emerson is involved, he does not want to start that event without prayer. So I'm like, make sure you put prayer in below the welcome welcome speech. And they're like, okay. And I don't have to ask him about that. I don't say, would you like to pray? To no, it is something he does at everything. I know it's important to him. It has to be in the schedule for us to do. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. All right, real quick before we close out for the night, I want to get just a few quick questions uh, for each of the drivers here. Who is your idol? Hmm. 
First one that comes to mind is Leon Brindle. He was always, I got to race with him for years and the very first race I ever went to, he won. And he gets out and he's not very big. And he gets out smiling, he's got on wingtips and comes over there and talking to everybody. And I thought, I like that guy. And then he goes out for the features, smokes them. And just always been a Leon Brindle fan. And he would, uh, you go over there and get parts and he said, that going on your racer? Yeah. Uh, just give me three dollars, you know. He's he's always been good to me. I uh, just admire him. He's I tell you how you can always keep up with his age. He was born in '38. That was always his car number. I was born in '58, so he's 20 years older than me. 82 years old and look like that? My God, I'm gonna find out what he's eating for breakfast. <laughs> yeah. See, he was just always. I've seen. I've parked beside him for decades raced with him for decades and he would pass me and after he'd get past me he'd, he'd just work it in it'd take him a couple of laps get it. a lot of them guys they get their nose and they start pushing <laughs> pushing their way through yeah. Leon was just a, the way he raced and he's won a boatload of races yeah. since back in the 70s he's just I guess I'd, I'd be my idol that, that's pretty cool that's pretty cool who's your idol you got one yet no idea. I mean, it sounds like Lily at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, growing up, uh, when I watched NASCAR, it was Jeff Gordon. Yeah. I mean, I was looked up to him. I mean, I've got tons of collectible stuff from him and Dale Earnhardt. Yeah. So I haven't really watched NASCAR in years. When when Earnhardt died, it kind of like, mm -hmm. yeah, for me too. All right, who's your hero? You Got to have that person that you hero in life. I'd have to say my wife. Oh, yeah, my there you go. Man, they ain't nothing she can't do. Yep. I'm just, uh, just in every aspect of life. She's just, uh, she, she makes me wanna. I wanna be like her. I'm just uh, whenever I listen to her talk for hours, and I don't butt in because I just the sound of her voice and her her verbal skills. I mean. I just love it. She's my hero. That's awesome. So I'm going to change it up for a second. How long have you been married? Well, it's a long story, but the quick story is we were high school sweetheart lovers. We was crazy about each other, and she moved off. Yeah, imagine that. And I went 40 years and didn't see her, and I was ending a 34-year marriage, and she was ending a 30-year marriage, and thank God for Facebook. I just <laughs> sent her a Facebook request, and 51 days later, we were married. Wow. That is awesome. And wow. I'm in love now. I don't know if you can tell it. I didn't <laughs> laugh at it on camera. No, just, it's my, uh, just never a dull moment around her, you yeah. know. It's, that is awesome. I want to be more like her. That is, that is awesome. awesome. Yeah. That not is. in every way, but yeah. <laughs> not in every way. It is 2021. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, what, what, about, what about you, Nathan? That'd be my grandmother. Grandmother. Awesome. Right, what's that? She's been there uh, since day one. She raised me uh, while my dad was going through college. Um, I moved off for five years and didn't like being away from her. Came back. Oh, that's awesome. And I've been in around her here for 21 years. Wow. That is, that is too cool. All that right, is. favorite track to race at? Oh, I, I have to say North Georgia. It's the fastest. Like track? Yeah, it's my home track. First track I won on. It, I like the way it's banked. You stay on the, 
and stay on the gas longer. I, I used to judge it with how many chomps I got on the straightaway on my gun. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it went from a three chomper to a two chomper to a one chomper. And Boyd's is more like a, you're, you're in a turn longer. Mm -hmm. uh, I really, Boyd's is my second favorite without a doubt. But North George, it's as fast. It's more like a, 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 a cylinder, kind of like a, yeah. a, a the, was it was it New uh, New Hampshire? Isn't it New Hampshire like the NASCAR yeah, track? Yeah. It's real long and, and slender, kind of. Mm -hmm. So the turns are a little bit more sharper. The straightaways are longer. Yeah, we we kind of like that where you can stay on the gas all night long, yeah. chewing gum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's North George is harder to drive for a lot of people, but I guess it's that's where I learned to drive. And if I learned, I learned there. But um, Boyd's is twelve miles from our house and. I don't know if I answered how long we've been married. You did. No, you did. No. We was letting that slide. Cool. No, I, I, I April it up. two weeks. I, I, no. <laughs> April the seventh was four years we've oh, been married. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. I done good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We're talking about covered, racing bro. here. Yeah. Hey, we get up three thirty every morning, and start drinking coffee and life, and yeah, yeah. yeah. She has to go to work at six thirty. Yeah. Man. Yeah, that's, 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 that. yeah, and I'm retired. I've been retired the last four years. When we got married, she said I didn't have to work anymore. So smart yeah. woman, too. She yeah. just ain't easy on the eyes. She's smart. <laughs> now, what track are we talking about? <laughs> that's, that's really cool. Favorite track, boys? Well, let me tell you, I got a long list to choose from. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> One race? You got a boy. Easy answer. Good answer. Now, good answer. Favorite food. Favorite food. This goes for both of y'all. I know his answer before he even says it. Corn, corn dogs. dogs. <laughs> <laughs> He's mentioned them like six times. Never go wrong with corn dogs. <laughs> <laughs> corn dog vendor out there, please sponsor right. his car. He would love it. Love <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it. corn dogs. So what? if you if you go to dinner or you're gonna cook dinner, what what do you what kind of food you having? Oh, we we grill out a lot. Okay. Yeah, I'm the grill master. So what do you what what kind of food are you gonna grill? Uh, we we like tea bones. We'll bomb and. Let them marinate. I got some secret sauce I put on there and do all this. And she thinks I've been slaving when she comes home. It's, oh, it's so good. She brags on me. Yeah. Yeah. I figured out how to fix them potatoes real quick and all that stuff. Yeah. Most important question, charcoal or gas? Gas. No. Mm, no. Come to your the, house. The, the, the char now, if you do gas right, it's okay. You got to yeah. get the wood chips. Yeah, I do the charcoal with yeah. the apple smoked and, wood chips on top. And like your grandmother's skillet, that, that grill. Has to season, let it mm -hmm. all that grease and stuff that, that adds to the flavor. A new one is like a new pair of chaps, ain't cool. Yeah, you, you, know, you gotta have a wore out pair of chaps, making uh, yeah. them been riding. You know? <laughs> See, I refuse to eat on the gas grill. Really? Every one of my family, all my siblings and I, we all have uh, charcoal grills. Yeah. We don't, we don't do gas. Like, I think it's just. You know, that's it's, how we were raised. I it's like the, the taste, taste of charcoal. It, you yeah. know, and I, I don't know. You more mug would come to my house, but I throw down. It's it, you it, level we, of you hurry. Hurry. <laughs> Yeah, we in a hurry. Yeah, we got she got green yeah, egg. Yeah, we got hoodie moon. Yeah, she got good at good at green egg. He said green egg or Weber for the grill. Yeah, no, I made mine. 
Mine's redneck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a homemade. Mm -hmm. That's homemade. You come on over. It's delicious. Delicioso. Uh, we're going to hold you to that. Bro. Yeah. We, Listen, your, what's your we favorite thing? all the time. Yeah. Anything he cooks. Amen. 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 You ain't she complain, works right? all day. He cooks all day. That's the That's, that's the, the perfect relationship. <laughs> that's right. As long as mama's happy, everybody's happy. Well, right? you know, they say the way a man's heart's through his stomach yeah. works on women, too. There you <laughs> go. Yeah. There you go. Nathan? Um, seafood. Especially Jesus. crab legs. Oh, yeah. oh cool. Yeah. Last, cool last year I went to Panama City with my neighbors, and um, we went to the All You Can Eat Buffet. Yeah. I ate about five, six pounds of crab legs. <laughs> Holy they're, they're Do like, they have that on the buffet there? Oh, yeah. Oh, precious. And, and, and then they're like, you want anything else? Nope. Nope. Crab legs. <laughs> 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 crab legs. I went down there for crab legs, and I got crab legs. And they're like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. Crab right. legs. And um, um, Floyd wanted me to give a shout-out to Boyd's uh, for bringing that burrito uh, vendor in there. Taco, oh, the taco, truck, taco stop. Yes. My gosh, I haven't had the burrito yet. Oh, yeah. he said they are phenomenal. Convince me. I want to hear this. No, they're like, this, you can, the, that's you can put Austin. Austin. Yeah. Austin yeah. had put steak, I mean, chicken, and he put cow tongue. <laughs> that was yeah. good. You, you, I was you impressed. Put, you put anything in there. Cow you you really mix it up, good. too. Their cow tongue tacos were fun. Okay. They were really I've heard good about six people personally come up to me and say that those burritos were just the best they've ever had. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, I'm, I'm yeah. going to try When I picked up you know, the bag that Cody brought up there, I mean, it weighed about 10 pounds for four yeah. burritos. Well, when yeah. she's not at the race, she is on Shallowford Road, right at Hamilton Place Mall, past the YMCA. So find her there from, I think it's 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., and as soon as she gets done... On Fridays at 3 p.m., she comes straight to the track. So if you want it for lunch, that's where she's located. Lord, you hear that? That's where she is. <laughs> where she, is. she does a great job. Go track her down. You can look her up on Facebook at the Taco Stop Chattanooga. Uh, Joe, yeah. what's your favorite food? Oh, man, pizza. Pizza? Pizza. Where pizza from? Yeah. Ooh, well, that's a toughie. Thin crust, regular, It used to be dish. Godfather's. Yes, yeah. there you go. Godfather's, Godfather's was around, but now I settle for... We got to get him a Fields. Got to get him a Fields prime time. And Fields is a Chickamauga, uh, staple. Chickamauga staple there, and they're they sponsor our Scenic City Sports Show, uh, and and they are amazing. Oh my gosh, little 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 place in Chick downtown Chickamauga, man, fresh ingredients. Yeah, you got to go. You got to try hit it up one day. Fields prime time pizza, by far the best pizza you've ever had. Listen, Phil, call us for a sponsorship. We'll plug you more. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. If, 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 you've got, if you've got pizza that can compete, yeah. we'll be the judge. Yeah. We will judge for free. That's right. I got a question for him. How do you go about getting sponsors? I have none. My car is naked. Mine is too. Um, i tell you the way when I used to look for sponsors, the way i done it. I sat down and I wrote down every muffler shop, ever place I got my hair cut, you know, it's been a while. <laughs> everywhere that I went, whoever put siding on my house or whatever, and I sat down and wrote down the businesses that I supported, then I went to them first and said, I'm selling ads on my race car. Don't ask someone to sponsor you because they're going to like, but sell them an ad. They're getting something. Okay. So mm -hmm. I always say I'm selling ads on my car. And I know you can afford it. They're from $100 and up. Yeah. And or 150 or 200 whatever you want to choose. But if you'll go for $100, you'd be amazed if people say, oh, I don't want my name on there, but here's $100. Yeah. You know, and it adds up. 
Uh, and some of them, now I, I learned to use tires. I'd say, hey man, my tire bill, I run $2,200 last year and I run on junk half the time. I need some help on tires. Can you help me out on tires? Say, How much are they? And, you know, and say $160. Buy me at least one and sometimes they'll splurge for a couple of sets. So use it like you're, mm -hmm. they're getting something. Ask the people that you've you bought pizza from or yeah. whatever. Say, hey, your ad would look good on my car. And uh, don't tell them you just started. Don't tell them nothing like that. Just, nope. I mean, just in case they haven't seen well, this. I'm, yeah. jealous, I'm jealous of, 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 of Lily already. You know, she last Tuesday night I was looking. I was admiring a car, and then and it was all black. And come up Friday, boy, she's got sponsors galore. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, you've been doing this. Yeah. Don't we'll check drop the phone a, numbers. <laughs> we'll drop same. a 360 view of Lily's car tomorrow. We've got a 360 view of Lily and Double D's car. With their sponsors on it, you can have a walk around view of Lily's car tomorrow. Yeah, make sure you highlight the passenger side of Double D's cars. Exactly. That, that number uh, it, is fire. Because that was done in third grade letters. We zoomed in on that four year old artwork done by BB over here. Yeah. Please find him at Brent Barnett on first Facebook. Yeah. And, let him, <laughs> and let him know you enjoyed his yeah. artwork. I mean, um, 83 by duct tape standard. Look at it. And it looks yeah, no, terrible. No, don't want to look at it. That's terrible. it. Terrible. All right. Do you have a favorite hobby outside of racing? If you took racing totally out of your life, what would you be doing? Um, motorcycles. Yep. I don't know if it's that or antique. We got an antique truck we like to show and cruise oh, around. Oh, cool. What, what is it? It's a 56 Ford. Oh, not just any 56 Ford. That's a three window? Uh, no, it's... Uh, it don't have the little extra windows. Okay. My next door neighbor bought it brand new. Wow! I lived on a dirt road, and I'd hear it coming. I'd run, and look, and I'd wave at them. They never would, you know. I was a kid, big ears, and all this. Uh, well, this thing was going next door, and I have it. I'm the second owner. I got it with eighty thousand miles, and I've left it all original. Oh, but wow. we put a big Isky cam in the engine and some Jardine headers. Went ball in it. Don't we? Tell we, me about who built. Uh, Sam Evans, the guy builds our racing motors, I had him build me an engine for it. And we drive at Pigeon Forge, we went four weekends in a row, and she drives it all the way up there and back. And you know, these guys, let me give them a shout out. The guys <laughs> that sell their Camaros and Novas and Pontiacs and stuff because they didn't have air conditioning or power steering all. My wife, and look at her, she, she drives something to Pigeon Forge, 165 miles one way. No air conditioning, no power steering, no radio. Half the time, the blinkers didn't work. I mean, and she'd drive it up there, life and all the way, and we'd get out. When we get up there, we uncork the headers, and we'd drive it around up there, open headers. Right headers. Yeah, all night long. We <laughs> burn this tank out, get another one. So I guess probably uh, classic cars or whatever. That is but so we, cool. we, Have we got, you went to Dragon's Tale with it yet? Or is that too much? Uh, no, that, that would that? be more of well, the That's what I'm saying. That's going to be more that. of a... I can see that in the antique. Could you no. not? No. On the dragon tail drive? No. Uh -uh. No, no, can't do it? Not, not on the dragon. We wouldn't take a 56 on the dragon. Yeah, don't have to. Rookie over there. Rookie. No, rookie over there. Can't do it? You wouldn't do it? Why? You wouldn't be smart to do it. No power steering? On that's 318 curves and 11 miles, not fun. Yeah. Not fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she'd have uh, four hours to be out here. Right. No. If you ain't racing, what's your favorite hobby? Poker? I, 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 I dialed poker back a little bit. Uh, but I do. I'm an adrenaline junkie. I've been skydiving. I, oh, wow. I, I snowboard. I'm school certified. 
Um, I'm constantly traveling. I'm doing something. I cannot sit still. If my friends know me, they know me, I cannot sit still. If I'm sitting still, something's wrong. Man. He's got life ADHD. There you go. I, I mean, I, I used to, before the pandemic hit, I had three jobs. That is great. Did you, so you don't sleep. You stand up when you sleep. <laughs> yeah, that that is all right. Now, what do you do when you're at home? Who are you outside the track when it's just you and your wife? I mean, simple life. How do you do? What is what's comfortable? What do you enjoy? Tell us a little bit of background when you're not racing. Well, we're kind of selfish with our time. Of course, we're still on our honeymoon. Yeah. We lock the gates and the doors, and nobody knows we're home. Yeah. We hang out out back with the, where the cars are. And just a simple life. We I get up real early in the mornings and go to bed early at night. Yeah. And just simple. When you're in love, everything's bluer and greener, yeah. tastes better and all. That's it don't right. matter. She's ready to go to bed. I'm too. There you go. Just simple life. Of course, at my age, i got to slow down a little, right? Yeah. I mean, say. Age is just no, a number. Yeah. Well, I haven't slowed down much yet, but uh, trying to keep up with her, it's uh, it's fun. When you're married to a beautiful woman, you want to take them places and show them off. And hey. You just... Like to walk, you make you feel like you're successful. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. like you just won the feature. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, I'll get to that. I'll learn. I'll hopefully one day. <laughs> uh, when you're kind of saying now, you you kind of answered that one uh, with the last question. You adrenaline junkie, but are you? What is your favorite thing to do outside of racing? Like when you're adrenaline skydiving, how do you rank them? How do you? What else do you do besides skydiving, scuba diving? What else do I do? I mean, That's I'm, enough. Break them for me. Which one do I'm, I'm always planning the, the next vacation. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. going to um, Alaska again on the 16th of next month, and we're RVing from Alaska through Canada and back down to the United States. Wow. I got a buddy who's up, who lives up there, stationed in the military, and he's wanting to bring his RV down, so I'll be riding with him back. And so I, I mean, I'm always... Did you get your COVID shot? No. Can't cross the borders without them. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You're behind, <laughs> you're behind in the toilet, I'm behind huh? somewhere. Yeah, yeah. No, I won't get the, the vaccine. Yeah. So now, when you go to Alaska, what's on the agenda for Alaska? Uh, like I said, I'm flying in on the 16th, and then we're leaving the 17th. Okay. So no so fly fishing on the way? Well, I mean, I, I did that. Um, I, I, I fish. I like to go fishing. There you go. Um, Good answer. I take, you know, my buddy Floyd got a boat we go out fishing all the time who fishes better you're floyd uh, oh god yeah i know he's probably watching twice i know he is watching <laughs> floyd we know it's you he stuttered and yeah that's usually what man i don't oh, man, I don't want to admit floyd is better <laughs> floyd you win floyd didn't do a lot of fishing the last year because i took the boat out more than he did he he works a lot um that's where we met at budweiser and uh <laughs> in a weekend he just wants to just chill relax and I said, hey, can I borrow your boat? I took that boat out more than he did. So that's why you're a professional. Absolutely. <laughs> Practice. Well, we fish. Yeah. And I beat him every time. It's cool. Except, but when I do win, I skunk him bad. When like he does win, he does skunk We me, took the kayaks three out. Times. Three times. And it was 13 to nothing, and he was, uh, he was ready to go. I was like, why? I'm, no, 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 that's I'm not on. true. It's not true. I wasn't ready to go. I was still fishing. With a 13-0 deficit, and I was still trying to catch a cotton pick and fish. Couldn't catch nothing. Nothing. Not even a cold. I got a massive sunburn. I've had days yeah. like that. 
massive sunburn. And it's rare. Crappie, but, like this. Yeah, it's it's rare that I, that I outfish it. Yeah, that very is true. rare. Nathan, if you snowboard, do you wakeboard? I wakeboard. I snowboard. Do you put um, skis on at all? Because are you a true boarder, or do you put on skis ever? I do never. I, I won't touch them. Won't touch them. I can't snowboard. I mean, I mean, I can't um, ski. ski. I can't snow I won't ski. even touch them. I can't water ski. Mm-mm. I, I mean, I wakeboard. Yeah. Snowboard, kneeboard, what tube. Surfing, you surf. I I never surfed. Well, if you're if you're a boarder, then it wouldn't be that. Bad. I just I just bought a jet ski. Yeah. He's never drove a dirt track car till last week. <laughs> <laughs> so don't count him out. I'm not counting him out. <laughs> He's going to be coming from Canada down the West Coast. Where are you guys ending your trip at um, in the States? Well, back here. You're coming all the way back here? Yeah, we're going. I think we're coming through Canada at um, um, Glacier National Park. Okay. Montana. Well, make sure oh, you get some. That's where I want to go. Make sure you send, you take a ton of pictures. And that's definitely that's one that's on okay. my bucket list. Mm-hmm. What, what do y'all collect? Because I collect shot glasses. That's my thing. I collect Harley Davidson poker chips. They're a dollar ninety nine at every Harley dealership. Yeah. Okay. I collect hundred dollar bills. I want <laughs> some, I want something that costs twenty five cents. Just buy me one maple syrup sucker. They're twenty five cents. Syrup yeah, they're, sh- they're they're shaped like a maple leaf. They're mm-hmm. everywhere. Just buy me a sucker. They won't melt on the way back. Nothing. But you can spend a dollar and buy me four if you really want to go hardcore. Yeah, because I, I, collect, I, <laughs> I collect shot glasses. And also, every casino I've been to, I've, I collect a um, chip. I've got over probably 200 chips. So you've got a lot of money in chips. Yeah. yeah. I want fake poker chips. I don't, I mean, they're, they're no, not No, they're value. real. They're, yeah, I want, I want fake ones. No monetary value. Just Harley Davidson. One from Canada would be phenomenal. Poker chip, maple, mm-hmm. sucker, yeah, sucker. Yeah. But if, if you anything, I'm a hat guy. But if you, I've got more hats than I've got everywhere. anything. Shot glass, shot glass or two. Now see, now see, I'm different. I'm going to accept. I did. Okay. <laughs> I won't take a shot glass from anybody. I'll, I, it's it, memories from me, from where I've been. Mm-hmm. I got a whole display case that I've just. It's my memories where okay. I've been. Well, he takes a shot glass. Shot glass, I got you. But if you get me one from Canada, I'll be perfect. If you stop at every 27 Harley Davidsons, I just Googled from there to here. Oh, you just Googled them? No, I didn't. Let's let's rewind life for a few minutes. He was taking a truck. We we can't talk about that. I'm not going that far back. I'm not going that far back. But he drove a truck to uh, San Diego. San Diego. From here. From here. Where a buddy is. And it was going to fly back, and he stopped at every Harley Davidson dealer there was between here I missed and one. San Diego. Yep. I missed one, and I, it was because I completely miscalculated the time change. And I got was up that El Paso, or was it past that? No, no, it wasn't El Paso. It was in Tyler, Texas. So he, how many chips? You went 30 seconds. How did you miscalculate the time zone? I needed to get on the road, and they didn't open until 9. Well, 9 my time is totally different than 9 Tyler, Texas. Time. And there is an underground city in Arizona, right? Yeah, there is an underground city. Yeah. We, but we there is no Arizona. There is an underground country. Chattanooga, too. There's a no, whole... No, this is an underground, underground village mm-hmm. that the Aztecs built in... Arizona. The Indians. I don't know about Aztecs, but Indians built in Arizona. Yeah. It's awesome. And you see it from Google Maps. Because, see, I spent six hours. This is the kind of friend I am. Yeah. Six hours on my Saturday. On Saturday, yep. Guiding him where he needed to go. Uh, this, time wow. out. Time oh, out. Yeah, what happened wow. to a map? You know they've had well, maps for how many but years? But this man is a Google Maps genius. Yeah. No, I was driving and I said, man. And that's not like Google. That's I've like really got to go to the restroom. And... I, I told him, like, sorry, 20, we're on the, on the phone. He's like, where are you left? at? And I said, um, 
Give the mouth Phoenix, walker? Arizona. <laughs> Phoenix, Arizona. I'll try to walk. And he said, okay, there's a, a pilot up there 31 <laughs> miles on the right. Yeah, dude. What? How do you know? You pinpointed me exactly. And I'm yeah, like, and I was following him just guessing because I could figure yeah. out his speed. And I'd say, dude, look up here on your left-hand side and tell me these shapes that you see on the... Yeah. he go, all right, give me... Oh, wow, there it is. I mean, <laughs> but I, I was kind of following it. Desert. Yeah. Well, awesome. Have, here's a, here's we the have thing. nothing better to do Speaking of <laughs> Autism Awareness Month, I grew up with a kid who was autistic, who's my age, and he was a human map. Mm-hmm. You know, at that point, we didn't have the internet. We didn't have Google, any of that stuff. We could be in third grade. You'd say, hey, I'm here in this city. I'm on this road. I'm going to get on this, the interstate, and I'm going to travel yeah. here. He'd tell you down to the minute how long it would take you, how many miles it was, where you could go, what stops you could get off on. I mean, he was Google map, and he can still do it to this day. I mean, he understands just, like, how many traffic lights are there. Yeah. It, it, a human map, and I thought that's probably one of the coolest things ever. Didn't need Google to be able to do it. Yeah, that's, but that's how his brain works. That that's is cool. Can't when tie was... shoes, but can tell you everything about the United States and the roadways. That is cool because when I was in healthcare, we had to travel a lot through the whole state of Tennessee, mm-hmm. and you had to. I would actually be driving down the interstate, and I had my cell phone. On my speedometer mm-hmm. section in my in my envoy watching the Tennessee rate the Tennessee game, while I'm doing a conference call in my earbuds, and I'm sending emails out to my laptop right here and printing them off in the back, 75 miles an hour down the interstate, every day, every day, and that's kind of how we lived. We had to do that, so you kind of knew where you could go, where you couldn't go, and and all that. So it's kind of neat. But um, before we go, Jr. Um, we ain't heard a lot from you tonight. Give us a shout out. Tell us what you do at the track and what you do off the track. Oh Lord, I'm because you got your hands full in about everything. I do a lot. <laughs> well, we gave you a shout out before you even got here, so now you got to Because he's the one. Shot. He's the one took the picture up yeah. here that I was showing off we earlier. Yeah, I do photography at the at the Boyd Speedway and we sell apparels and. And then on the other side of things, I have a lawn and landscaping business. We do parking lot sweeping, pressure washing, window cleaning. So basically we do everything that nobody else wants to do. That is so cool. So I didn't know you did the other stuff. Yeah, I probably keep everything on the down low. Yeah. So so his is shot right photography and then cut right landscaping. Yep. So this is you. That's that's him. He's the photographer. Somebody put two on my my car already. Oh, that's me. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you got tagged? Yeah, I got tagged. You got tagged? Yeah, got tagged. Somebody put one on each side of my car. Hey, that needs to be something we need to do. Just tag sneak people. up and do it? Yeah. <laughs> while we're in, while we're interviewing a driver, just slap it right there on the side of the car. That's it. I'll just the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah everybody's going to have a logo on the you bike. That's pretty me. cool. You're about to get tagged. That is cool. <laughs> well, one thing we do on, on the on the podcast before we leave, we give everybody a, a final shout out. Uh, you can give a shout out, final word, gripe, complaint, whatever you want to do. It is your moment in time. Who wants to go? Anybody want to go first? Nathan, we'll let you go. I'll let the legend go. Hey, yeah. <laughs> first all night. Yeah. Yeah. So we we let you go. Go ahead. Shout out to anybody or comments, whatever you want to do. Final thoughts. All right. Shout out to my grandmother first of all, um, for always supporting me no matter what I do. Uh, I know I give her a hard take most of the time. Um, shout out to my cousin Nick, who's helped me get my car ready. I mean, he didn't have to. 
Yeah, he said in the comments he got your car ready. <laughs> I no, seen that. Oh, that was Floyd too. Oh, Floyd. Okay. <laughs> Floyd. He said, "Boy, next time he he needs something, I better come running." Yeah. Uh, Cody also helped me. Uh, my other cousin Dustin. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be on a race Friday. Awesome. Yeah, so definitely um, a shout out to them. Um, I got no complaints. Good. That's awesome. We'll leave that for BB. There you go. I don't have any complaints though. <gasps> Is it my turn? Ooh. No. Or you're gonna go last. You're gonna no. let the guests go, and then we'll go. Yeah. Because we'll I gotta go. So. Yeah. I mean, oh, I'm I sure you got, got something. <laughs> He's always got something to gripe about. It's usually your oversized obesity. Yeah, that's usually what it is. So, he's always got a complaint. Uh, shout out, I guess. Let me think of the most important people. I'd like to give a shout out to David Duplessy for all the time and money he invested in Boyd Speedway and Emerson Russell for purchasing it and keeping it opening and adding that class and integrity. I'd like to give a shout out to the Walstons for keeping North Georgia open. All these tracks, these promoters, if you think about, put yourself in their shoes. They've got to line all these people, all this food and all this up. It looks like it's going to rain. And if it don't rain, the stands are going to be low and they've got all this food. Think about a promoter, the job they must do. Uh, I'm just glad those guys are doing it. My beautiful wife, she is I don't have any sponsors. She's my sponsor. And, honey, she don't cut no corners. She, I thank God for that. Most of all, I thank God for that. My parents, it was my mom's idea that I start racing. She said, Dale, you know, you and your daddy ought to get a car. And I'm like, what? No. Two weeks later, we was racing. You know? <laughs> Bought me a big Nova and drove it home. And they said, what are you going to do with that? I said, going to make me a dirt car. Never been. I mean, as looking at it, wanting to drive, my mom, she she was the one that encouraged it. And my dad, both my parents are still alive. My mom's 80, my dad's 89. And they, uh, my dad, he showed me how to work. And when I started, I knew how to change a spark plug and a tire and a battery or something. But my dad, he showed me how to do a lot of stuff. And Sam Evans has built my racing motors for about the last 25 years what a job. An older feller that just, he's got the basics and he's just brilliant. Um, before him, Bob Wright, he built all my racing motors, and Dave Wright for the chassis work, Phil Franks for helping me. Some, most of my heroes have passed away, the guys I used to ask for advice. I hated to see them go, but I got some really good advice from a lot of good people through the years. Dennis Griffin for giving me parts, and I'd like to give a shout out to Mitch Walker. He opened the door for me to be here tonight, and I'm thankful for that. I'm glad I got to come. Glad I got to go to Boyd's. Glad I got to meet all y'all. Y'all are a hoot. Y'all are a lot of fun. Glad to be here. That's awesome, Karen. Um, I think I would just like to give a shout out to all the promoters, uh, the teams that they have put together, and um, all the drivers. It takes, it takes a lot of sacrifice and a lot of dedication to put on a weekly show. Yeah. And I want people to understand, you know, about the amount of work, the coordination, the logistics that go into uh, track prep, concession stands, ticket sales, promotion, all of this hard, hard work. And then you have drivers, and it's just uh, through goodwill of uh, sponsorship or... Mm -hmm 
someone uh, such as Sam Evans, Dave Wright, Bob Wright, Dennis Griffin, all these guys that have helped along all these years that just stopped and taken some time to uh, help a snotty-nosed kid, you know, with his first race car and yeah. this kind of thing to get on the road. And it's great to see these parents um, and other sponsors helping these younger kids. And I challenge anyone, you know, if you if you think, you know, you want to gripe about the corn dogs or the, pri the price of tickets, put yourself in someone else's shoes. It's a good family uh, atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And you can take your grandchildren, your children, or anyone to the track anytime. So I would encourage everyone to come out uh, and support your local track and your local drivers. That's Amen. awesome. That's awesome. Good. JR? I'm good. You good? I'm hungry. You're hungry? <laughs> Brit? Chick-fil-A. So I'm going to give a shout-out to all of our sponsors at Boyd Speedway. Um, Rock Auto, Hutton & Smith Brewery, S&S Auto, Amp Energy, ShotRite Photography, Still Horse Law, <laughs> Uh, Mighty Auto Parts, Hoosier Tires, Nick and Norm, La Quinta, N, Gate 11 Distillery, Comedy Catch, Brown Brothers Construction, Warren and Griffin, and Coca-Cola. I also want to give a shout out to Ace Hardware in Lookout Valley who has given everyone 10% off their purchase when they go purchase um, items for Tinker Swings this Saturday. So anytime this week, even on Saturday morning, you go purchase rope, um, Crosby clamps, carabiners to help build us these swings for these autistic kids they will give you 10% off uh, BB and I will be there tomorrow buying our uh, supplies we're gonna film it live for you and even show you our receipt where we get the 10% uh, discount and we're also gonna be there with the owner Justin because he really believes in this and we've already had a lot of people give us money and donate for us to buy supplies as well so BB and I will be there buying our supplies and buying the supplies for the money that's been donated so far. So if you do need a swing for your child or you know a kid in your neighborhood who may be autistic and you want to get a swing for them and then leave it on their front doorstep, you got people at your church, maybe your church has four families with autistic mm -hmm. children, come as a pastor, make the swings, take those four swings and gift them to those families Sunday at church. But we encourage youth groups, families, Sunday school groups, whatever it is, um, to come out and participate in whatever way you can. If you've only got $5, buy $5 worth of rope and show up. If you don't have any money, show up and pray. But we need you there so we can make sure we do something better for our neighbors, especially after this tough year, because it's been really tough for a lot of families. But unless you have a kid that's on the spectrum, you have no idea how overwhelming it can be to change a schedule on an autistic child. I mean, every day is a struggle when they get in a routine and it's completely cut off. Your kids may have been like, oh, I don't get to go to school today. But that could drastically be a completely different story. I know for us, my little cousin had a complete meltdown for weeks when they tried to transition him because of COVID. So it's been a tough year for ki for parents at home with autistic kids. We want to make sure we bless them. So come on out Saturday. And before that, come on out on Friday night, and we will be able to have a box for you to drop your supplies off at, at the race. Whether you come to the pits or the grandstand, you can give it to the ticket person and say, Here's my rope. Here's my carabiners. This is for tomorrow. So if you can't make it on Saturday and you make it to the race, drop off your supplies. There you go. And what's going on at Boyd's after that? Have you got a quick rundown of what uh, play Larry for a second? What do we have going on at Boyd's? I know you got motocross coming up. So the, the, we, this Friday is chase race number three. Mm -hmm. Saturday is single think, points or double points? Do you know? Single points. Okay. Uh, this Saturday is the Tinker Saturday. Um, 
and then you've got don't forget this this Friday we uh, we will be on the news on three plus U with a uh, Warren and Griffin and Team Tinker. Um, Saturday we will be on the news with Channel Three throughout the whole entire event. You can see us in the morning live, and we'll be on the yeah, news. Yeah, we gotta get there early. At, yeah, we'll be there very early. No <laughs> Yeah, and then we'll be there at that six six p.m. and then eleven p.m. We'll have a segment on Channel Three as well. The next week we have a race. Next week we have a race, and then the next week, the last week of the month, is motocross. So we race this Friday, next Friday, next Friday, Saturday motocross. It's the first one. So Boyd's has a lot going. We don't have a weekend off until the twenty something uh the first the first 20 something of october is the first weekend we have also every weekend we will be there either racing on a friday motocross on a saturday and don't forget we got a two-day series in august for all-star monster truck so you said until october until october we're on every weekend you're welcome Woo. Hey, it's the weekend of my birthday, though. Yeah, I'm gonna take some, I'm gonna take some time off. Uh, you need to pray about that. Yeah. <laughs> that's my that's my job. BB. Oh, is it? BB. Um, all right. So go to Facebook, Powerhouse DJ Systems, um, DJ Lethal. That's also known as Frankie, by the way. But I thought yeah. I'd give you a little plug. He does all kind of engagements, um, wedding venues, anything you need a DJ for call powerhouse dj systems dj lethal all right that was there you go um all right and then i'm no shout outs tonight may 16th 6 p.m man church it's a sunday night shiloh baptist church 24 k street rossville georgia all men welcome um we're doing starting a bible study for our our church but any man any church any denomination come on out support it um Again, May 16th, 6 p.m., Man Church, Shallow Baptist Church, 24K Street, Rossville, Georgia. What's your cutoff age for minimum of man? Is it like 18 and up? Or it doesn't what matter. You can, awesome. it's, it's Nothing there is inappropriate for minors, so you can have, we can have children there. I would say, give a, I'd, I'd say 16, 18, high yeah. school boys. Yeah, I would say maturity level. Yeah. That you may be talking about relationships at maturity level. Yeah, yeah. well, 16 and up. God. Yeah, 16, 16 up. Um, but come support us. Get in contact with me through Facebook if you're interested in coming. Uh, we don't have to have a sign-up, but now that COVID restrictions are off, we can have a lot. So come on out. What about the uh, decal lady? What about her? Uh, BW Sign Masters, Cleveland, Tennessee, Athens, Tennessee. Um, she has helped us out tremendously. Uh, actually, thanks to Frankie with a lot of that. Um, yeah, she's I'm just glad we get somebody to get the real 83s on there. That's yeah, I'm going to leave mine on there. We're going to put sure, mine on the back, sure back door so we can leave mine on there. Yeah. Um, but she is phenomenal. She's, she, is. Um, she does a wonderful They job. have the she adult really version does. and the third grade version. Right. <laughs> uh, we will be rolling out our new sponsor, Wilson Funeral Home, on the back. Rolling out just don't sound good. You don't roll out. Well, you do. You really do. You do. Roll you do. You do. No, you really do. Sure. That's what I'm saying. You really don't want to say it that way. You roll into the park. That's hey, yeah, there's no. a whole bunch of rolling you do. Yeah. That reminds uh, me of Ray Stevens. Y'all ever seen Ray Stevens growing up? The comedian who does all those songs. He does the song "Sitting Up with the Dead." Then that many times. <laughs> yeah, let's don't even go. Um, and also Shekinah Fashions. Um, they are the ones that are going to be putting our, or she is, going to be putting our logos on our shirts. Mm-hmm. Um, 
fantastic people. I don't know the address, but it's Chickamauga, Georgia, Chicana Fashions. They don't tell you the address on purpose, dude. <laughs> I can Google it real quick. <laughs> but uh, their business hours are when they show up to when they leave, and David told me to make sure I say that because now that it's sunny and pretty. He's wanting more work done? No, no. They'll get there. if it's. It, all right, here's the thing. If it's raining, they're going to be there all day. If it's pretty, they're <laughs> on the box. If, if it's pretty, no, Monica's going to be gardening. Yeah. And Shay's going to be gardening or swimming or whatever. But, yes. If it's raining, you can count on them to be there. There you go. So I'll show up in the rain. All right. Thank we you. do appreciate you tuning in and, and uh, tuning in to the Boyd Speedway podcast. We ran a little long tonight, but it was an interesting type show. We had a full house. We enjoyed having everybody here. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule to come spend your evening with us. And as always, you're always welcome uh, anytime you want to come in. Once you've made the appearance in here, you just bring food next time you're in, no matter what. <laughs> uh, that's kind of if how we are. So, food, you can yeah, bring. That's it. And and we're we're not picky. We, we're we not actually, picky. here's the things that you can't bring. You can't we bring. love strawberries. Bring all the strawberries you can bring. Yes, I'm allergic. No oh, my peanuts. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, uh, so, but you cannot bring <laughs> beef stew. That's my favorite strawberry. <laughs> Pinto beans. Yes. Chili. You cannot no, you bring can't those. Bring, no, you cannot bring. Those <laughs> are off limits because. Mama Barnett makes the beans and the chili, and Mars makes the pot roast, pot roast stew, I guess. So, yeah, dog. anything so you else. You can't bring those. Everything's um, legal except those. Yep. Things. Buttermilk pie, you can't bring that either. I've never had. Have you ever had buttermilk pie? It is phenomenal. Amazing. It tastes kind of like cheese cake in a sense, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, it's phenomenal. Kind of. But it's, it's crazy. It's yeah. in a pie form, but it's butter made out of. When we were doing butter. the the D. Swain and Bilo show, we would have viewers actually bring food mm-hmm. in, and and it was it was great. Yeah. So we that's the only thing you can't bring. You can, but anything else you want to bring, your T bone, oh. yeah, we'll eat it. Yeah. <laughs> Again, yeah. do not Anytime. bring anything with peanuts in it. She, yeah, yeah sheet metal from the it. car. Any of that, yeah. <laughs> any of that, any stuff you want to bring, we're going to yeah. dress up the studio a little bit more. But a we car. do seriously appreciate all y'all taking yeah. taking time out of your evening. Uh, we will look forward to seeing you on the track. If you see us and we don't see you, flag us down. Because we will, uh, and we do have our Sink City Motorsport $20 hats. $20 ball caps, $20 yep. ball caps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Except this man, because he's a tight one and he just yeah. got a car. <laughs> he's the only one that don't have a hat. You told everyone five times a night how broke you were. But we do. We seriously appreciate everybody tuning in and watching. Um, as always, be tuning in to our Facebook page, Seek City Motorsports, like, click, and share. Same way with Boyd Speedway, like, click, and share. And uh, drop us a message anytime. We're uh, looking to meet all the drivers and, and try to do some interviews with the drivers. So if we haven't met you yet, come up and talk to us at the track. We definitely want to get your story out there. Uh, as uh, Friday night, we got racing going on, Tinker on Tinker Saturday right after that so we uh, hope everybody comes out be as a part of the fun and until then take care and may god richly bless you see ya Woo! it's, it's time, time for the boys speedway, speedway podcast, podcast the fastest, the fastest podcast, podcast in north georgia, georgia where, where we, we feature drivers crew racing, racing food, food behind the scenes food, food, food and much more stay, stay plugged into the boys each week to the boys speedway podcast Brought to you by Sink City Motorsports. The yellow's gone and it's green, green, green. Time to go racing in the Boys Speedway Podcast.